pick up the mic, actually. Making my way downstairs, talking fast to podcast I'm recording. Staring blankly ahead while Mason talks, while Mason goes on and on. And I'm bored. (laughs) So bored. But I remember if I could live in Quahog, Rhode Island, do you think I could be a griffin? Cause you know I'd watch American Dad just to hang with Stewie tonight. That's it. We're done. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, brother. I thought we were going to get another verse out of that. You made it seem at the top. Sorry. I am very happy that uh, this podcast causes you to disassociate <laughs> and then wish you were watching American Dad. <laughs> no, I said I would watch American Dad if it meant that I could hang out with Stewie. As very clearly <laughs> outlined in last week's show, fuck American Dad. Chef Thomas knows fuck American yeah. Dad. All my homies know fuck American Dad. That's what we say. It's only right. family guy hours. <laughs> that is the unofficial uh, slogan of this podcast. Uh, this podcast is, of course, it's on the list with Noah and Mason, a podcast about underrated music, movies, and much, much more, dot, 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 uh, everything we know we learned from Joe yeah. Rogan, the official <laughs> podcast of uh, Family Guy on Fox and also in syndication. Um, yeah. 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 That's that's the official um, okay. slogan. We were going to get T-shirts together for our yeah. patrons. Uh, yeah. For our really <laughs> sick <laughs> Patreon where Mason charges everyone a dollar a month to listen to extra content. Yeah. Uh, we will be closing yeah. the Patreon uh, if I have anything to say about it. But Mason's correct. You're listening to It's on the List. I am, of course, the funny talking baby. Noah Marger here with the funny talking dog, Mason McGuire. Yes. Uh, it. That is you. There's a lot of fires going on down the West Coast right now. Uh, and there's none in Chicago, I would assume. That's maybe one good thing we can say. I, it is uh, very uh, cloudy. It is finally fall. It seems like Labor Day weekend. The switch was sort of, um, it wasn't necessarily flipped, but, you know, you got those little dial switches where you can mess with the Right, of course, of course. Bit. Played with that. Between summer and fall, we are fully in fall. I am in my sweater most of the day at home, working from home. I put on socks because my floor is very Do you have cool, one of those, like, old-time radiators that just makes, like, a terrible, like, <laughs> sound <laughs> in your apartment? Or what kind of heating do you uh, have? I think I got one, actually. I think I got one actually right over there in my cool. bedroom. This is going to be my first cold season in this place, so not sure if it's going to make the scary noise. I uh, <laughs> really hope it doesn't because it's, um, because I'm, I'm sensitive and I it, I, it takes a lot to get me to fall asleep in general, and I can't have a monster in my <laughs> Listen, you got a monster in your room all the time with that thing hanging down between your legs, Mason. Wow. 
DM. Yeah. Top 10 uh, epic whoa. gamer betrayals alive on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just calling Mason's yep. dick huge in front of our guest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> guest yeah. who will not, who we will introduce in just one sec. We're not going to reveal your identity quite yet. Um, did that feel epic? Would you, what words did you describe to describe that takedown I just did on um, Mason? By the way, this is Batman. <laughs> oh, holy shit. We got the yeah, don't reveal on the me. show, everybody. You heard correctly. Okay, yeah. Batman. <laughs> Batman's yeah. here. Um, I, I would describe that as a as definitely top 10 epic. Epic epic boss sauce moments. Yes. Okay, you know? perfect. Yes. Also something I really I relate yeah, to absolutely. so hard. I knew you would relate having to a that, massive, yeah. Having a massive hog, yeah. just a real... I, I rock hard. I rock hard. <laughs> you really rock hard relate to that. Okay, good. I'm glad to know that. I'm going to introduce the guest now so we can get on with the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't really want to talk about Mason's dick anymore. We already talked about that enough off mic. Yeah, and I would really like it if we didn't either, so let's just keep this going. Yeah, okay, here we go. Woo! Our guest today is Batman. <laughs> yeah. Our, yeah. What's up, Gotham? What's up, Gotham? What's up you Jokers and <laughs> Jokers and Catwomans and Poison Ivies? Uh, well, I guess Catwoman's not technically a villain. She's sort of sideways. She kind of plays by her own rules. Anyway, our guest today is not Batman. You fucking idiots! Our guest today uh, is a writer, is a comedian, a director, an editor, and to top it all off, a cartoonist. You can watch all six of her wow. web series episodes, Brother and Sister, on YouTube now. You should do that right now. Stop listening to this podcast. We'll watch those of those right now. Uh, you can also follow her cartoon account. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm going to cough the rest of this episode because it's smoky outside. You can follow her cartoon account at Kel Kripe <coughs> on Instagram and Kel Kripe Comics on Facebook.com. Uh, I don't know if you can still order copies of her zine, but I have my copy right here. Uh, yeah, I got it right here. Uh, 20 flowers, 20 strangers is what I think the big title, I think the full title actually is, and you can correct me guest when I fully introduce your full name, if I'm right or wrong, but I believe the full title is 20 flowers, 20 strangers on my 20th birthday. I gave 20 flowers to 20 strangers in exchange for their best advice they ever received. <laughs> this is what they said by Kel Kripe. I believe that is the full title. Am I correct yes. on that? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think bylines are always yeah. part of the title. Yes, yeah. uh, definitely. Also, yes, there are uh, one, two little notes on that. Uh, is uh, there's still copies available? Totally, just message me. And two, I think you just described me like you you pitched me better than I've written any resume for myself ever. So I will be transcribing that directly. Love, love that. <laughs> Into Here's my LinkedIn thing. bio. Here's the thing. I'm, not, I'm not quite done, okay? I got a little piece left. Yeah. What? Uh, how about this? You don't. You can put this on your resume okay. if you want. And uh, smoke it. I love it. Yeah, exactly. You just fucking light up, baby. Here we go. Doing bong ribs. Smoke it. <laughs> put that on your blunt resume and smoke your resume weed. Uh, I love to talk to this person regardless. <laughs> this sounds so not genuine when I immediately go from talking about a bong rip to being like, I love talking talking to this person but <laughs> let me digress i actually do love talking to this person regardless if it's on mic or off i've worked with this person in multiple capacities over the years she's very 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 lovely happy that she is back on the podcast not this podcast specifically she was on the other podcast my favorite podcast we're glad to have her on this one on another she's back in the noah marger podcast <laughs> yes series, exactly the, yeah the, it, NMU, yeah. the, the noah marger universe <laughs> yeah the nm i'm gonna say nmeu noah marger extended universe because I mean, there's little rip the, the, gotcha. the ripples are huge uh nonetheless yeah. please welcome to this show for the first time 
Kelly Cripe. Hi, Kelly. Wow, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate that. So stoked to be here. I love talking with you always. So stoked. Um, yeah, to talk about more fun stuff with you and get. I feel like this time we're gonna get like. <laughs> into it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah because last time we did a podcast episode we pretty much phoned it in, <laughs> i would say so, i love that i'm really glad well everyone's phoning in their podcast nowadays oh everyone's whoa. phoning in their podcast nowadays oh 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 oh, oh. I also, um, also no real quick if i could just add to my uh my beautiful intro description i'd also like yeah. i'd like to add that i'm a big big and tough and strong Big and tough and yes. strong. Okay. Well, I'm going to read that. Big I'm going to read it one more time. Yeah. Yes. Our guest today is a writer. Com- I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Um, Kelly, mm-hmm. how's it going? Oh, you know. Um, it's The world is sepia right now, so. Yes. Uh, yeah. Who put the Instagram filter on the sky? Hey, am I right? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Take that filter oh, off. Oh. Climate change, That's you know. Right. That's, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, love love to see the yeah. uh, governor of California being like, you got to vote. <laughs> this is a, you got to vote because of the fires. You got to vote. You got to do that. Vote this like, fire yes, out. <laughs> vote, but not really the point there, Newsom. Sorry, yeah. buddy. <laughs> sorry, um, bud. <laughs> sorry, bud. But doing okay, other than the fact that you are living in Instagram filter IRL? Yeah, I'm uh, in like the process of moving right now, so been feeling like weird things of like being excited about the next step but also like right. sad to leave home and like and also like the world is in 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 shambles but like there's so much i want to do yeah. so there's like this this real kind of heavy conflict in my mind that's just kind of putting me to sleep I, that's <laughs> totally fair. yeah it, listen it, when you know we, with all of life's uncertainties why don't we just take all take a little nap yeah. that's that sounds pretty good to be honest with you i might actually do that in the middle of this I, podcast yeah. because i had breakfast for dinner Whoa. and i had Ooh. some pancakes and i feel like a big bag of bread right now <laughs> is what i feel like i feel like thank you so. for saying breakfast for dinner because i feel like i reference that a lot like breakfast for dinner as like being like the epitome of like a cool yeah. treat yeah like to yeah. treat yourself with is like breakfast for dinner and right and no one ever like really has any what? any reaction or stimulation no one ever has any reaction to breakfast for dinner what the floating in like i think you gotta just get better (laughs) friends if no one appreciates your breakfast for dinner (laughs) yeah when i say breakfast for dinner i expect the reaction to be breakfast for dinner (laughs) that's right (laughs) that is absolutely correct listen they start crying uh, they pee themselves some tweeting out uh don't forget to vote away the climate change and uh, treat yourself to a little breakfast for dinner Yeah, I love when Governor Newsom is always like, please vote out climate change. By the way, I make the best pancakes. Y'all come over, break quarantine for some of my flapjacks, brothers. He's like, so. he's like, vote out dinner for dinner and vote in yes. for yes. dinner. <laughs> yes, and because he has the blue check mark next to his name, he'll get 1.5 million likes and 752.8 thousand retweets. Yes. And then he'll go, oh my God, this blew up and put like his like... I need to move to Bolivia, like GoFundMe, in like the bottom of the thread. I want to do one thing before we get into the album talk. So, we did, we did, we did actually get our first piece of fan mail recently. <gasps> okay, yes, thank you, so, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please, I did not see this uh, notification pop up because I just kind of ignore any email that comes up, and I have the the uh, 
uh, the show email on here. But I got a text from Noah today on record day that says, check the show email. And I did. And we have a very nice message from friend of the pod and former guest, Dustin Titcomb. <clears throat> yes. Dustin wrote, uh, subject headline, fan mail on us on september 9th and this is also everybody wants to the number two get on the list at gmail.com where you can send us fan mail you can join the hallowed ranks of dustin to and this is what he said hello (laughs) yes i hope i am the first person to email the two of you i just finished listening (laughs) to the evil fart episode while i watched my dog experience diarrhea (laughs) all over the lawn no keep up the great work dustin (laughs) p.s boomer lives so wow. <laughs> Dustin sucks, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you, Dustin. So, that sucks. Uh, if you email the show, you may be able to have um, <laughs> your correspondence read on mic by either me or Noah if I give Noah the login information <laughs> for yeah. the email, yeah, which Mason... I didn't realize I didn't do. <laughs> Mason treat Mason literally treats me like a preteen on this show. He's like, now if I can trust you, I'll give you the email login <laughs> again. You got to show that you'll walk the email every day, that you'll feel yeah. It, that you'll groom it got to take care of the email so right, right kelly right. W- what 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 was going through your head while you were listening to that email i want you to put dustin on blast right now say what's on your mind oh well i thought um i thought it was warm welcome i thought it was honest i like related to because i too watched my dog poop today i thought that was very nice. universal um <laughs> yeah uh, okay. but i think i think that's an amazing first piece of fan mail I think frame it <laughs> everywhere, wow. everywhere. Frame it. <laughs> Dustin, if, if you're listening to this, you need to make Kelly your best friend. That's the <laughs> nicest possible thing she could have said for such a horrid, disgusting piece of mail. Now, yeah, yeah that's you what know, I have to say about that. You know, to Kelly's point and to Dustin's email here, I do sometimes feel like if God is speaking to us, it is through a dog that is taking a shit or a wet, hot diarrhea just on a oh. lawn somewhere. <laughs> Um, that is how God, uh, speaks to us. It used to be through burning bushes. It used to be through, um, prophets and kind of thought leaders of their time, if you will. Whoa. There's such a vulnerability though. You know, there really it's is. just like, I've seen the most confident dogs just get like, like, just, you know, that emoji that's like, I don't know how to describe it over just my voice, but it's like. You know, that emoji. <laughs> Everybody like the knows. Awe sign, like the awe yeah, the, sign yeah. it's like, it's like the it's people pointing are like, fingers to each other. Like a yeah. furrowed brow looking up somehow, but it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. My, one of my friends describes that as just the girl emoji, and I feel like that's pretty accurate. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I, it's crazy that you also believe that God, Mason, is speaking to you through a dog shitting. Because dog is slipping into my, or dog, God is slipping in to my Instagram DMs, and he's like, Buddy, I got news for you. You better live it up now because you do not have much longer. Whoa. And I'm like, hell yeah, Whoa. absolutely. I got, so the, we're having, we're having, I got the DM request, but I haven't uh, clicked accept yet. It's just like a really like it's just like a hot girl, and it's like, hi Kelly, I have a very interesting business venture. That but I'd it's, like actually, to talk to you but about. it's actually God. Like, what if what if one of those messages were actually God? And that's how he want. That's how he gets you to click on it because people are more inclined to believe that a hot chick in her underwear DMing you on Instagram is legit than the God it's, himself. It's, yeah, talking. To it's you. the username with like twenty four letters that's saying like, "Wow, I can't believe this is you." You know, click this link. Yes, a- and also yes. I'm selling Ray Bans. You know, I feel like that's God for thirteen ninety nine. Yeah, it's just on a big old watermark. Um, speaking of being thirteen ninety nine. 
bad segue. We have the album. We have the album this week that Kelly brought to us. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> we have an album this week that Kelly was nice. Well, Kelly brought us both things, like Mason said. Um, it's called I Love My Mom from 2018 by Indigo D'Souza. Mm-hmm. Claps, 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 claps. Um, Kelly, mm-hmm. how did you find out about this album and why did you want to bring it on the show? So, um, I, <clears throat> one of my like best friends who has always just sent me songs out of nowhere and says like, Hey, I think you're really going to like this. Um, sent me one of her songs. I think the first one I ever heard was take off your pants. And I was like, first off mm. catchy, uh, title there for a song. But yes. then the song is like, has so much more like in it than I feel like you get from just that title. But then it all pays off, which is great. We'll dive into it. But um, (laughs) I got that initial first song. And then it's also an album. I think like literally the album cover just brought me in. I was like, there's something happening here. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it just, yeah, I just went through and listened to it. And it's something that's always stuck me as like one of those albums, just any mood you're in. If you're in like a, I want to dance mood. If you're like, I'm going to want to sit in my bed and think mood, like, my brain can't think all the emotional mood, all these things. There's like one of those I feel like on there for something I feel. Um, and it just really blew my mind. And then like, th- I knew that like a purpose of this, you know, is to kind of like talk about something you maybe think is a bit underrated or like lesser known. And I think she yeah. was someone I was so surprised after I had like become a fan of the album, um, to learn wasn't as like, uh, widespread, uh, I guess on just like social media platforms and stuff as I there originally we go. thought she I mean, would be. Listen, that, Very good. That, is, that, that is actually most, that is probably the most common way when we ask people, <laughs> how did you like hear about this person? It's either like, <laughs> oh, my friend had it on mm-hmm. or it came up on my Discover Weekly. Mm-hmm. Like that's usually what we yeah. hear. But we act, I mean, it's, it's a good question. It's, it's a question we ask every episode, but it's like a question you have to ask. Mm-hmm. It's like, not everybody knows about Indigo D'Souza. Mm-hmm. Not everybody knows about uh i love my mom mm-hmm. you know the album so it's a question you got to ask and uh is why you brought it on the show just because you're like man why don't people know more about this is that basically why you wanted to bring it on the show kind of i think it's just something i think is just like good music i don't know i'm also the type of person that like if you come to me with a subject i can talk about it for so long and then you could ask me like hey kelly what's a color and i'm like oh uh <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i really can't i, yeah, don't, I don't remember and so i don't know i was like racking my brain and then i just realized that was something i'd been listening to so much that week and like yeah because I, I originally wanted to do courtney barnett shout out i have to sorry yeah Ugh, love her so yeah. much yeah, please listen we do you do gotta you just gotta shout out the goat whenever yeah. he comes up. I would have loved to talk about Courtney uh, Barnett, but I'm very happy that you chose this. If we can ever do uh, another episode, yeah. I have like such a cathartic revelation with her. I'd love to do Ooh, sometime. Please, yes, we'll have to bring you back for that <laughs> cathartic revelation. But yeah, I knew I wanted to do kind of like a a badass female singer. I wanted to kind of give a little bit of a platform space to that, and she just and she's working on another album right now. She's doing some stuff. I was like, hey, you know what? It's gonna be perfect. And has themes. I knew the movie I wanted to do first. And then I yeah. think this is yeah. something that I'm excited to talk about. I think the like core common thread I found through this album and the movie, something that like Ooh, really struck okay. both with me that I took some quotes and notes for you. Whoa. I love that. Okay. I love that. We love quotes. <laughs> we love notes. And we love also a little, um, a little, a little, 
album with a movie pairing, mm-hmm. li- like a nice Riesling with a Atlantic cod or something. I don't know. If oh boy, <laughs> there's sometimes uh, sometimes you know people think about it and they're like, I want to make sure my album and my movie feel you know like congruent in some way yeah. and then sometimes you have people like alan makiro come on and it's like we're gonna talk about you know this heavy political roger waters album about refugees the refugee crisis global warming <laughs> politics government and then we talk about that thing you do which is like the happiest movie on the face <laughs> yeah, of the earth the movie. <laughs> yeah god uh interesting episode that one was but i really <laughs> like that you brought this on i had not heard of indigo d'souza noah had she ever came across your radar before <laughs> No, she had never come across my radar before. I knew who Courtney Barnett was, you know, obviously. And so at first when yeah. I was like, oh, maybe we'll do a Courtney Barnett episode, I had like a little thing to say about Courtney Barnett. You know, maybe we'll have that for a different episode. But no, I did not know the name. I did not know the album. I did not know any song by this person. So this was a completely new artist, completely new album for me. Uh, I got, I, can I start this off? Because I had a little but- bit of a journey with Indigo. Just before you start, because I don't want to interrupt the journey, I just remembered I wanted to make this note that, like, last night I had a dream that <laughs> you texted and said, like, wow, what a shitty album. <laughs> you were like, oh, you were like no. wow, bad choices, Kelly. Oh, no. And it was... <laughs> And my 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 dreams wow. my dreams just get it's always like the night before I'm doing anything I like dream of, about like worst case scenario what could, what could happen sure and it was like oh that sounds awful no but it was just like it was just like a part of the dream it was just like a very regular dream and then I looked down and it was like it was like I'm gonna rip it to shreds <laughs> like, oh no but then I wanted to make the point that recently I had a conversation with a pal about how like sometimes the most beautiful conversation a new conversation can come from a misunderstanding or like in a conversation, like not, (laughs) not needing to apologize or clarify for things like that. And I was like, you know what? (laughs) Even if he didn't like it, I'm going to (laughs) work on allowing people to like have their take. And I have mine and we have cool conversation from that. So there we go. It was a small little detail, but it was just funny. (laughs) With that in mind. (laughs) Before I get into that, now that I know that you had a dream where someone, where I was ripping you to shreds, I also recently had a dream where former guest of this show and friend, I had a dream that I was with Claire Epting. And it was actually at, during this record, on the day we're recording, it is Claire's birthday. So happy birthday, Claire. Happy birthday, Claire. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Claire. So I had, I had a dream that we were like sitting on high school rafters. You know, those like <laughs> wooden rafters, like benches that like fold down yeah. from the wall, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were sitting on those <laughs> And she was just pissed at me. She was so <laughs> mad. She was just like, fuck you. I fucking hate you. She was like being so evil and rude to me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I literally don't know what you're, I'm so sorry. I'll, I'm sorry. I'll go away. I'll go away. I'm sorry. And then I texted her and I was like, I had a dream that you were mad at me. Are you mad at me? And she was like, yes, I'm mad at you. And I was like, what? What is going on? And then I saw the dots and it was like 10 pure seconds of like, oh, fuck. Did I just dream this into reality? So the first text was, yes, I'm mad at you. Dots, dots, dots. That you didn't like King of the Hill until this year. Also, it's just, I I always wake up from dreams like that where I'm like, at the end of the day, that was just me, like yelling at myself, <laughs> like just being like, if you have full arguments in your dream, that's just you 
<laughs> to yourself. I would like to think that Claire somehow snuck in there and was actually <laughs> except, mad yeah, except at me for that like, dream. That yeah, one was you. yeah. No, she actually was. She actually stretched across the astral plane. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't have dreams about people being mad at me because I've never done anything wrong. Mm. I have dreams about uh, a, a hitman Drake tracking me down. <laughs> we should we should do another episode about in, just dreams. <laughs> Inception. Side note. It's, That's on the two dollar tier on the Patreon. <laughs> it's on the dreams. It's on the it's dreams. On the Everybody dreams. wants to get in their friends' dreams. All right. Oh so, God. Kelly, I listened to this album. I'm gonna say two and a half times. Okay. It wasn't a full third listen. I kind of like skipped around. Only like listen to like parts of some tracks, but I listen to like every single track. So I'm gonna call it. I did two point five listens of this album. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was going on, but the first time I listened to this album, I was not vibing with it at <gasps> My all. My dream's coming true. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I mean, fu- I'm fucking you I up. I don't mean stop. I mean continue with your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will continue with my very factually backed up opinion. Uh, no, I was just was like not vibing to it. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something, and it is going to sound really mean, and I don't fully mean it. I can't but wait. at its worst, when I was not vibing to it, I literally thought to myself, this is like being at a bad college party. <gasps> that is what it felt like mm. to me at a certain point. Mm. I was like not digging the like her voice first and foremost. I wasn't crazy about. I wasn't like I felt it was very homogenized. It was almost like a house show is sort of what it gave me like the vibe of of like the same like you are going to see your friend's band. You're there to support your friend. Maybe they have like actually one or two songs that you like, but other than that, you're just like, I really love my friend and I want to support them. <laughs> that is at its worst what I was experiencing while I was listening to this album. I looked up <clears throat> her like <clears throat> artist or album radio. Some other f- familiar bands that popped up were like Radiator Hospital, Frankie Cosmos, Hop Along, which I do like a little bit of Hop Along stuff, mm-hmm. Snail Mail mostly not really into them you know like i was like okay maybe this just really isn't my vibe Mm -hmm. that was listen number one fingers crossed for number two (laughs) listen number two i was more into it (laughs) i was like (laughs) you know i was like you know i don't like every single song on this album but i'm vibing with this a little bit more like i don't know it must have caught me in sort of a bad mood it was kind of like a couple episodes ago mason with the lemon twigs even though we both are like not crazy about the lemon twigs, like, you know, now bottom line, but like, it's kind of like that. What you were talking about a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say through both listens, my favorite track on the album was, uh, what is it? Specifically, how I get myself killed. Mm-hmm. The first track the first one. off the okay. album. It's probably my favorite because I realized that I like her when she's at her most like vocally and instrumentally like powerful and loud. Mm-hmm. I think that's when I like Indigo yeah. the most. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the songs not a bad thing, but just like a lot of the songs on this are a little more mellow. They can transition to some more louder, harsher parts. But that's when I liked her the most was when she was like really vocally powerful and her instruments were backing her up in that way. I really like the guitar playing on this album mm-hmm. all the way through. Um, and that was just kind of my experience with it. I know that usually we let the guests sort of talk about what they like. <laughs> you just you wanted know? to shit that's on it usually... first. <laughs> I, just want, yeah. I just wanted to get it out there. I wanted to be very honest and very clear. You know, I don't pull punches like last week. I really didn't pull punches last week. <laughs> I laid into everything. So just wanted to be very clear about that. 
Kelly, what do you have to say about what I just said? What are your thoughts on what I just said? And then we'll let Mason speak on it. First, first and foremost, um, I hear you. I respect you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you're still learning. <laughs> you're still learning. <laughs> um, I politely disagree, disagree with some of the things you had a problem with and, and would like to flip it and say that's uh, something I really enjoyed about it in certain parts okay. in terms of the, the feel of... Um, the feel of it not being this like crisp studio clean thing. And, and, and I think I, I like the other bands you listed and stuff with her. I, I, I do like those bands. Like, so maybe it is just like a, that's an interesting thing about taste, you know, is that we're talking about the same things, <laughs> acknowledging the same things, but for one person it's a negative and for one, it's a positive. Sure. But, um, I think I really love a lot of like words and certain things I've been like reading and, in reviews or art, art interviews with her or something is like is that like emotive wailing and um that's what i think maybe yeah. you would feel like you really liked when it was like really loud is that it feels like it's yeah, like exactly. just it's pure emotion and i think i think i still um i think i love i love those parts too and I, I almost like today i was listening to it and i was thinking about how it's like there's so many points where it like so lies so perfectly in the middle of like a spectrum of like a whisper and and just like a or, or no, an exhale, and um, she yeah, she just like lets go. It's like the it's it's just like that feeling of release I feel, and I think um, like there's this is a a weird kind of comparison, but um, do you guys know the movie Twentieth uh, Century Women? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, something I loved that I feel like changed how I see certain musicians is when um, Greta Gerwig's character um is talking to the to the the main kid in that movie the, the, the dumbass boy, boy in that <laughs> the kid movie that's not, yeah. the kid that's not timothy chalamet <laughs> yeah. the kid that's like like rounder edge timothy chalamet but it's still yeah. like a, a a linky linky boy yeah exactly. um, <laughs> but <laughs> or, but they're they're like listening to um shoot do you remember the which listening to like uh talking heads right and but they're they're listening to it and Annette Benning's like trying to listen to it and it's like it doesn't necessarily sound too good. She might like describe it maybe in a similar way you did Noah, but like they're <laughs> like I just love Greta Gerwig's response of like it's not about being like good. It's like it's like about having this emotion and wanting to uh convey it and part of the like energy of the music is like a frustration with it not sounding like crisp and neat and perfect and stuff um and that like with with certain type of more like punk or alt music like it's part of the taste for sometimes it to not have very um for it to sometimes like sound discordant and, and like and sure. kind of but personally i think she her i think like vocally she's so incredibly talented i personally thought the way she can go up and down with her voice i feel really bummed that my impression of the whale i did earlier was very bad i just need to remember what song i'm thinking <laughs> of but the, but there's um there's so many like this is a song i like when i'm driving i love singing along to it because you can just like get it out and and stuff but but that's something she talked about was and, yeah. and something also i just feel like is so important to note dude she's 22 I know like, that is like, crazy. To, like picture, just yeah. For, that's the yeah. One, I I just think it's great in general, but also for like our like age range. I just, I'm just always so amazed when there's like people like that near an age to me that are like producing just like sounds and quality and just like tangible things. Um, 
like that. It just blows my mind. It's so impressive like, to me. Like a zine? Whoa, like a zine? Like a zine you can buy for $15? Yeah, like a zine you can buy for $15? Right here and have done No, I, I feel with. you. Um, it, she, was she 22 when this was being recorded, or is she 22 in the year 2020? I think in the year 2020. Uh, that was off of um. So article. she So this came out in 2018, yeah. so she'd be 20. Yeah. So I hope you feel good, Noah. Money. I hope you feel good about... Uh, yeah. yeah, you really <laughs> shat on the dreams of a literal child. Like, yeah, she's an adult not a teen. Zoomers but. are <laughs> shitty, so this is fun for me to say this. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck. All right, uh, but no. No, I, you know what, Kelly? 100%. You're 100% right on. It, it is certainly a specific sound, and it is interesting. I think we actually talked about this when Claire was on the show, but, like, how indie used to be, like, more of, like, an image, but now indie almost means, like, a specific, a specific type of sound. Mm. We talked about that, like, in re- in reference to Cage the Elephant's melophobia mm. and how, like, Cage the Elephant used to be indie or maybe have transitioned into what indie mm. is now, whereas their first album was maybe a little bit more, like, harder rock, mm. maybe even some, like, southern rock roots potentially sprinkled in there. So yeah. it, is a ma- it, it is a matter of taste uh, I, I, when it comes down to it, and I would never say... You know, that just because you think that, you know, we can't be friends and well, hang out every single day in person. Well, you know? we can't be friends um, anymore, actually. Right. Okay, and thanks. Cult, but no, um, <laughs> no but, um, I think there it is just interesting because the feeling sometimes of that feeling of the loud instruments and like the, the swelling voice and everything like um, makes me feel like I'm in a house show. And maybe it's just because of a time of such like isolation right now. But I'm like, I, I, in my head, I was just literally thinking, I was like, God, if I could see a concert, I want to be in like a small sweaty room with someone. I I just love artists where you can tell when they're singing, they just care so fucking hard about what it is they're doing. You know, it's like, it's, it's, and she, you know, she's playing guitar. She like, if you look up the band she plays with, they look like, they all just look like, so cool and like a whole vibe all together <laughs> sure i'm sure. a sucker for cool people but <laughs> <laughs> we do Fair. love cool people <laughs> that's why I, you're doing this yes, podcast i want to yes. make that clear because <laughs> <laughs> she thinks we're cool that's why <laughs> but um, but yeah i think the yeah. there like there's points i was listening because i wanted to listen max volume i <laughs> to everything my eardrums are <laughs> right. mad at me but um there are points when it's like you can't really distinguish what she's saying and I think uh, because like the instruments are all loud and coming together and I think for some people that's can be frustrating and like annoying but like it's to me just all contributes to that feeling And, and she said in something I read you know like she doesn't like heavy analyzing her words she doesn't associate all this heavy like meaning it's more of this like non-linear stream of consciousness like storytelling Mm -hmm. or, or like fragmented images and, and ideas and and phrases and stuff yeah and so i mm-hmm. i, I bec- like whenever i hear that like an artist or filmmaker someone feels that way they kind of just want it to be like art on its own i try less to like analyze it and try to just like feel it and like so sure, when yeah. it comes to that sound of almost cacophony at points and, and you know and things like it feels it feels like a release to me and i've always like i wanted whatever we talked about for some reason to be about like release and letting go of certain things well you yeah. picked two things that are definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you did. I think you really, really uh, hit the nail on that one. Yeah, uh, Mason, I, we, d- we yeah. didn't mean to shut yeah, I'm you sorry, out, Mason, but uh... I was thinking about that. <laughs> it's okay. But... It's listen. I mean, I am kind of. I was on a bit of a 
Noe's journey with this, but I ended up kind of where Kelly is, I think. I only listened to it twice. I think I did a two and a half, basically, like Noah did. And honestly, the first time I listened to it, um, from the jump, from how I got myself killed, I'm like, oh, this fucking rocks. <laughs> like, this is exactly the music that I want to hear and listen to, like, all the time. It really reminded me of, you know, you're talking about how good of an opener this is it really reminds me of the lucy dawkins mm. song night yeah, Shift, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. one of my favorite mm-hmm. songs that just when that guitar comes uh, in that fucking song it just rips my spine <laughs> in half and i'm just a skeleton that's glowing and flying above the city mm-hmm. it happens in los angeles happens in chicago happens whenever i listen to that song and there's kind of the similar sentiment i think in this where it's just this huge um anthem basically mm-hmm. to start off the album mm-hmm. and i'm like fuck i love an anthem i love a song that is just the singer being like just kind of at the depths of their soul and instead of compacting those feelings they're like i have to scream this to the high heavens and just hope somebody hears mm-hmm. it so i love that and then that song ends and i am really just like <laughs> with in a good not a bad but like a, about this <laughs> And then Big take difference. off your pants starts. Yeah, take off your po- take off your pants starts, and there's that like fun little guitar mm-hmm. lick, and like I'm in these feelings, but now I'm like feeling a little looser. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna dance. I feel like moving around a little more. Same thing with um, Good Heart. Uh, and then when I'm listening to this the first time after Smoke, I start to be like, I kind of wish this album was um, that she felt okay being at that level of bigness at the beginning. I think she totally. could sit there at the end of ghost. <clears throat> that um, is my second favorite track on the album. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. interesting that you would say that. Yeah. Ghost. I wrote in my notes here must be fun to scream in a crowd. <laughs> and then when I was listening to the album for a second time, I was really uh, like, I wasn't trying to categorize it as much, even though it's, you know, your, your snail mails, your hops alongs, your Mitskis, your, you know, this kind of era of, of singer songwriter can't help but be influenced by it. If you're at least at all cognizant of it happening. Mm-hmm. Totally. So now I'm like, okay, now that that veil is lifted, I can just kind of enjoy this on its own merits. And I kind of had the same impression as Kelly. The second time that I was listening to this, where I was like, God damn, I miss being in shows. Mm-hmm. I miss being in uh, either, you know, uh, a room full of sometimes friends, sometimes strangers, and maybe it's sweaty because it's the summer, or maybe it's cold because it is the winter, but just being in a room with someone uh, or with a bunch of people, and there's just, like, rockin' big guitar mm-hmm. rock and roll music playing, and you're just, like, kind of nodding your head and, and throwing and just, like, singing along with the chorus if you can catch up and just, you know, it's it's a fun experience. And listening to this was, like, being in that again but kind of by myself, mm-hmm. which I really, really appreciated. So, I mean, I really kind of fell hard for this album. Yay! Uh, it, it's such a treat. <laughs> uh, I am not quite sold on the last two tracks. Uh, the Sun is Bad. <laughs> Well, I kind of like the sun is. I, I came around on the sun is bad a little bit. I had to get out. I think just because it's longer and it's a little more. Uh, I think openly, uh, it's like stripped down a little more openly emotional. It was a little more difficult for me to kind of grasp right away. I think I'll come around to them if I listen to this album again, which I probably will do. Um, but yeah, no, I really, I really fell for this album, and uh, you know, as we do on the show. Um, we give our Mercedes valuable player. Uh, and you know what that means, right? You know of, course, means, of course, Kelly. You Kelly, know what yeah. a Mercedes valuable player is, right? Why don't you just go ahead and say it unencumbered by any sort of help by the hosts? 
Oh, um, yeah. I would. Uh, I think my internet's going out. Um. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Okay. Hey, Kelly. Why don't we? You know what? We'll wait. We'll wait for you to get your internet to come back. So. Oh, you know what? I think it just came oh. back. So, what is the Mercedes? <laughs> what is the Mercedes valuable player? Um, uh, well, you know what? We'll say it at the same. Yeah, time. Yeah, but we do How that. We'll do it at the same time. Yeah, we're all. Okay. All three of us are going to say it cool, at the cool, same cool. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we'll yeah. go on one because okay. that's a joke for everybody. So we'll yeah. go three. Two, two, one. Mercedes Ruel from Mary to the Mob is Connie, the, the, the Pulitzer Prize winning performance. Performance. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. in honor of that. I think we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you were know, right you're, on the money there. Yeah. You're, you're the first person in the history of the show to actually know what that means. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So, of course. Hats off to you. Congrats. We know you listen to every single episode. Every single episode. Yes, just like you. every guest who comes on this. So, thanks for that. Thank you very much. Um, who is your Mercedes? valuable player mason of this album i'm gonna give mine to you know i love this whole album um but i think if i had to choose like kind of one thing that really stuck out to me and on both listens it's that kind of like that that like kind of synthy haze sound that's in smoke Mm. that's really just like gets you right where your spine meets the 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 bottom of your skull just like really just like kind of up there you know what i'm talking about what a crazy thing to say that like i feel that 100 yeah and that the sound and it's this kind of like weird like kind of early morning and like purpley almost purpley blue haze on this track that gives it a kind of like character that i really like um i'm not i hope that in her next set of albums she doesn't like this is a good thing for this first album. I really would like for her to just like get huge on the next one and just really like no no holds fucking barred. But this was such an interesting thing that stuck out of like the kind of sonic texture that I felt like needed to be uh, shouted out. So mm-hmm. that's my Mercedes Valuable Player is the uh, the smokiness, the smoky synth in the song Smoke. Uh, what are your guys's? What do you want to highlight from this year album? Uh, we'll let Kelly cap it off. I'll give you mine, and then we'll let Kelly cap it off. And then I'll give you some fast facts uh, that Ooh, I was able love to know look at. Yeah, I, I wrote down yeah. some quotes from Oh, you wrote her. down some quotes? Yeah. Okay, here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. Here's the agenda, okay. folks. Here's the agenda. I'm setting the itinerary now. Wait, is this new or old business? I, I don't know how <laughs> the, the Robert's rules of whatever the fuck is this is works. <laughs> I don't know either. I think this is uh, oh, this is Bill Maher new rules. New rule. <laughs> uh, when, new rule. <laughs> yeah, new rule. When you're taking a shit, wipe with your hand, please. New rule. I have a tweet. I'm just going to say it right now. I will never actually tweet it because I don't want it online, but I shared it with a group chat today and it's uh i was today years old when i found out why it's called two ply toilet paper aha uh-huh. and then in parentheses it's the first ply is for your shit and piss and the second ply is for all your big loads and that is the tweet and i will never tweet wow. it i wanted to say it now free tweet free folks tweet free it, tweet. Retweet it. yeah free tweet and at me and then i'll delete my twitter so good move uh, but here's the here's the itinerary. I'll give my Mercedes value or Mercedes valuable player. Kelly will give hers. Then Kelly, please share the quotes that you found with us. I'll share some fast facts, and then we'll say if we recommend the album or not. Sound good? Yeah. Okay, great. So my Mercedes value. <laughs> fuck, great. Okay, who cares? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, who gives a fuck? My Mercedes valuable player for I love my mom. First of all, great album title. Mm-hmm. Not my yeah. not my Mercedes valuable player, but great album title. And great album artwork. Done just by worth her mom. Out. Oh, yes. That's, her mom yes. did the artwork. We love that. We stand yeah. that, actually. 
Isn't that crazy? I'm uh, sorry. Like, if you just look at the album, the cover, like the lo- it's like it's the type of like painting type image you could just look at for so long. To me, I feel like every time I've sent this album to someone, they go, "Wow, I love the the art." Like before they've heard it. Yeah, great album cover. I agree. It's, it's like Dark Side Lisa Frank is what it's like. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I know. Oh boy. Oh, great way Blown to pitch it. That one. <laughs> <laughs> it it, it kind of yeah, listen. I, I think so. Uh, the Mercedes Valuable Player for me is the song How I Get Myself Killed. Specifically, though, the way the guitar sounds in that song. I think, yes, very, you know, double went down to Georgia. <laughs> double went down to Georgia. No, the soul take, steel. Your, uh, take off your pants. The guitar, like the guitar and How I Get Myself Oh, wait, did, I, did I just sing the wrong one? You did just sing the wrong one. Fucking fake I'm, fan on this goddamn podcast. It's on Come my on. Mind. It's on my mind. Stolen Valor. <laughs> Stolen Valor for Indigo D'Souza. No, but the guitar tone in How I Get Myself Killed, like Mason was saying. I'm so embarrassed. You just are like, <laughs> you should be embarrassed. You made a fool of yourself in front of a million fans. So, <laughs> um, but no, the guitar tone in uh, How I Get Myself Killed, like Mason. Basically, honestly, Mason pretty much took the words right out of mouth. You just are sucked in immediately. And I think the guitar tone and her vocals, obviously, of course. Um, but it's the, the way the guitar sounds to me. That's my Mercedes valuable player. Kelly. Cap us off. What's your Mercedes valuable player for this album? It can be an aspect of the album. It could be a song. It could really be whatever you want, whatever's speaking to you in this moment. I know the moment I answer, I'm going to wish I had said like five other things, but to be just like honest, immediate gut. Um, I had never, I felt such a feeling of like feeling just like understood with the song, take off your pants of just like, this feeling of when you just are so in your head that you think everyone else is doing it right. Like everyone else is doing it right. Like when is my turn? You know, it's Mm -hmm. just like, cause there's, there's yelling. And and then there's like the line of like, now that everyone's gone, I can tell you the truth. And she's like, I don't love you. I like you. Yeah. Now that everyone's gone, I can tell you it hurts. It's so good. I love the emotion. (laughs) I am just like you. See, it's a wailing. It's like all. <laughs> this has got to be such a fun show That's to go to. She's got to be so fun to see live. The, 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 there's the the rock element of that song, and just the the feeling of just like, and when she yells the the line of the song, like you know, once you hear the song and what it's about, why that line is the title, you know? Because she's just like, yeah. When mm-hmm. are you gonna take off your pants? Oh, like, you can just feel yourself being in a crowd, everyone screaming that part. Um. And also just, I don't know, it's like, it's like, why are you, it, it made me also feel like sad for her. I wouldn't want her to feel angry at herself for all these things. And the fact that we all feel yeah. unified in that, it just shows it's just this, like a rational fear of everyone else having their life put together and figured out and you totally. don't. Oh yeah. That's been big for me in therapy recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's also nuts that you're like, that I'm having these, you know, these anxieties and these insecurities are still coming through in the middle of pandemic, which is kind of like a great flattening of culture and everyone unless you're like super rich is more or less on the same page and getting basically the same stuff done Mm -hmm. but the fact that like that this song started and i was like oh wait a minute like everyone feels this way Mm -hmm. and that's that's another you know and it's it's a nice thing it's a thing that you know that most people know i think like kind of cognitively logically and they can put it together like one plus one equals two like uh i feel this way uh, other people feel this way, but like, there's no answer to that equation. You're still like, kind of just in like those feelings. And what helps honestly is like 
listening to music about mm-hmm. that or talking about it with a friend or something. So uh, I think great choice on your Mercedes Valuable player th- for this And movie. if I can give just, like, an honorable mention, there's an element... Please, yes. <laughs> there's just an element with, like, with Ghost, with, like, the beginning of Good Heart, with just the way she can fluctuate of just soft and loud and going up and down. It just reminds me... And, and also in terms of, like, a house show feel, like, there's a moment of, like, we're all going to jam out, we, we can mosh, we can, like, jam out, but then, like, you feel in certain songs a element of like focus is on her and the voice and it's like very minimal guitar or like a little bit of drums something but like it reminds me of like videos of like when lord is like in like a big concert hall or something and she's just like yeah. acapella mm-hmm. singing and it's like your focus is just like on her there's just such yeah. a like I, with the um i had to get out line or song the line where she just says why must everything happen at once it literally goes like, mm, why? Mm-hmm. It's like slow, and then it's like, ah! it's like goes so <laughs> high and back and forth. And like, if you feel like if you just like go back and listen to those moments that are more soft and see like how much she, or like it just feels like if you close your eyes, you could just like be a little worm on this like wavy little <laughs> path. And yeah. Journey. <laughs> yeah. Like the big yeah. sandworm in the yeah. Dune remake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is about Dune. But I don't know. I think. I just, um, I, I do want to give honorable mentions to, to some of the more like softer lyrics and moments. Cause I think it makes totally. the, the, yeah. the loud mm-hmm. things shine a lot harder. And it's interesting. I had this thought while you were saying it and the, you're, you were totally right that her ability to go from soft to loud, mm-hmm. powerful to very have power. It's still powerful, but in the vulnerability of how quiet mm-hmm. everything is. You know, I would love to hear her do a cover of The Great Gig in the Sky by Pink Floyd. Whoa. I think she could absolutely. Yeah, that is a pull. You should DM yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe I will, you honestly. Like, like, I, I would. Ripped you to shreds, but can you do this <laughs> <No>. cover? <laughs> I'm not ripping her to shreds. I promise you, when you by the end of this, you'll see I'm not ripping her to shreds. I promise Indigo, you. Indigo, if you're but, listening, yes. hey. Indigo, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm not ripping please. you to shreds. Um, I did not. Kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> Indigo, I did not rip you to shreds. Please. <laughs> I'm gaslighting yeah. you right now. I did not rip you to shreds. I'm openly gaslighting you on a podcast. No, I legitimately don't dislike this album. I want to make that very clear. I don't dislike this album. You'll hear basically my summation at the end, but I want to make it very clear. Don't dislike this album, but I would love to hear her do a cover of The Great Gig in the Sky mm-hmm. from Pink Floyd's The Dark Side. I also want to say um, I totally can sing better than that. I just am nervous right now. <laughs> yeah, I no, absolutely. It's kind of like when your internet went I out. I literally, yeah. I drive in the car and I sing this all the time. I just need to be like alone and I can show you. <laughs> no, yeah, 100%. Oh boy, wow. Listen, are we going to get Indigo D'Souza set up with Kelly Crape on the podcast? <laughs> yes. Is this exactly. going to turn into an episode of our My First Date is a Podcast or Our First Date is a Podcast? It's going to be Our First Date is a Podcast, and we're all going to go on a date yeah. with Indigo. And and she, and oh, yeah, this like, is the It's On The List polycule. I forgot to say <laughs> that we finally licensed the LLC, and so now our like mass orgy, non-monogamous sort of relationship thing we got going on is an established business, and it's also taxes exempt. So. Uh, yeah. the, the, uh, first <laughs> annual, the first annual It's On The List fuck oh fest is yes, going to happen in 2021. are to $5 a month patrons. <laughs> Fuck no, one dollar a month patrons. And, uh, Sorry, Kelly, what were you yeah, gonna say? Yeah, just if she's still listening, just that I'm like super chill and casual and like, yeah, it's like definitely. not. I like, I like, I don't even know where I am, right? <laughs> you don't even really care. <laughs> you don't even really give a fuck. Really That's a fuck. I'm you. just casual, but also you're so great, and I think you're really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's nice. 
Speaking of um, thinking how great she is and how nice she is, can you read some of those quotes that you dug yeah, up? Yeah, so I actually, this is crazy, and also in terms of, like, really wanting to, like, support your, like, maybe kind of, I don't like calling her, like, a smaller artist because I truly think her work is so fantastic, but, like, um, I realized I hadn't even been following her till recently, even though I've been listening to the music for such a long time, but um, she just, like, had a little feature in this, um, like, art, kind of independent art magazine that I went and bought because of like her. I saw this and oh, it like shit. introduced me. It, hey, how about that? it was like a hundred page. That's called a uh, verses. I believe I'll shout them out. I don't, I don't know them personally at all, but they like had a lot of really cool art featured a lot of artists and like up and coming musicians. And I bought this little like bundle pack and, um, I was reading, it's not here yet, but I saw like a screenshot and I was reading all zoomed in on my computer. She pointed out, um, well, one, for anyone wondering a little brief summary of what this album's about as a whole, she said the album explains the intricacies of family, peace, and how your roots are what is most important. The album is an ode to home, which she describes as just feeling safe and surrounded by love, being seen fully and accepted fully. And I just love that feeling of mm-hmm. home, which I want to, you know, translate into the movie topic of just home. And Uh-oh. even if home isn't family, it's just that feeling. And that's why with those songs, that songs is literally just being seen fully and accepted fully. Like if, I feel like going back with the mindset of just like home and, and nostalgia and like being like encompassed and all the sounds, it really, um, uh, I don't know. It does, it does it for me. And <laughs> she said, uh, her favorite musical artist was a genre bending cellist, Arthur Russell. Um, wow. Great poll. I like that, Indigo. Uh, yeah, Very she cool. said her favorite lyrics of his are from the song, I Still Love You. And the lyrics are, I still love you. I wish there was some way to show you. I'm thinking of you, and I can't pretend that I don't know you. Which reminds me again of the okay. movie. We'll get into that. <laughs> oh, so, so, actually, great you brought up uh, Arthur Russell, because I almost forgot about this, but did just did not. Um, are you guys aware that Indigo D'Souza, on her Spotify account, has a playlist called Songs That Make Me Cry? Amazing. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and there's some there are some like classic songs on here, as far as I'm concerned. And when I saw this playlist, one, I followed it, because you need some good crying music. For sure. Um, but here are some of them that, like, Get, get my seal approval for good crying songs. Jim Wise by Sun Kill Moon. Adult Diversion oh, by All Vase. Uh, Motion Sickness by Phoebe Bridgers. Big time cry song. Seasons <laughs> Waiting on You by Future Islands. Big time Mason song. Um, I Love You Honey Bear. Farewell Transmission. I know. I saw that. Farewell I was like, holy Transmission. Shit, the greatest song of all time uh, is on her playlist called Songs That Make Me Cry. So just... Good taste indigo. So Kelly, yes. shout out more, to. Yeah. Hold on, real quick. I'm looking at the playlist as well, and then we'll let our guest talk or whatever. <laughs> uh, Big Thief is also on this playlist. The song oh, "Real yes. Love." Big Thief might be one of the biggest big cry bands of all time. Love uh, and then, Linker. and then True Love will find you in the end by Daniel Johnston yes. is on this playlist yes. as well. And that. You get Daniel Johnston going, and you'll get some tears flowing eventually if you're in the right headspace. It's crazy. And then, obviously, Songs Ohio, shout out there. And there's one more. Oh, um, yeah. Father John Misty. Sorry, I'm talking too much. Kelly, <laughs> what was that next quote? She said, uh, someone said, D'Souza reminds us of the power of being and expressing yourself authentically. She feels most her, she feels her most centered um, not at any physical place, but rather within herself. I think I feel most at peace whenever I can meet myself and love myself fully. It's a really hard place to find, but it's a work in progress. And ultimately, something that just really struck that I've been thinking about a lot recently is 
she said because the album is, is of course called i love my mom and it's about home and and it's an experimental you know she, she said specifically i realized that things could sound dirty and crunchy which i feel like was words you used as a bad thing noah which is funny that she said like a good thing nope <laughs> didn't say a bad thing no worries i keep going yeah i, I mean <laughs> earlier when you said you hated it so much yeah <laughs> exactly i was always very much like hating this album no, keep i'm joking going. i'm joking but <laughs> no 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 i know <laughs> um uh she said they don't need to be perfect the songs don't need to be verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus they could be whatever i wanted them to be and when you go back and realize that most of the songs don't really follow a strict pattern is cool but the concept that i feel like you guys might like was the realizing my mom's humanity was a really important turning point for me and everything in my life became easier when i started to see people as mortal Susa said i think when i was young i just saw moms and dads as moms and dads and babies as babies i just saw everyone in a very one-dimensional way and then that changed at some point and um i don't know i've just been thinking a lot about like i love when i listen to this it does make me want to like call my mom and, and a weird things like she has that one line in the song that's like i don't need anyone like anyone to love me i love my mom more than any of you fools and it's just yes. like mm-hmm. it's just that feeling of like uh oh, if, if i'm ever just like that song ghost if you're ever mad at someone that's a great song to listen to without need yeah. yeah it's a great song to listen to if you're mad at someone um but you don't want to listen to like angry mad it's like the it's just like a shit on you song. The like, you're, the, <laughs> the line is like literally like you're not as funny as I like as you think you are as I let you like think as, you were as I like yeah I, and as I let you be or something yeah it's like it's a song for when you're mad at somebody and also mad at yourself for letting them get like yeah. exactly so close to you basically yeah. you know uh big feel big big time can relate on that one yeah. but it's um it's a great very specific emotion and I, I totally agree with you but yeah those were just some things i'd written down of just in terms of her acknowledging her experimenting her like love for home that feeling of being at peace with yourself and like while the movie has so much to do with home and nostalgia and then like the past i thought like when we start talking about the movie i'll make better draws and stuff but um sure she just seems so cool so like in touch with like like psychoanalyzing herself and home and like she's so young Mm. and made like this like punk not punk sorry but i'm just like badass (laughs) <laughs> album <laughs> that can wail and emote and then bring you back down to your little f- floating worm in a little color field. <laughs> your little your little dune worm. Your little, your little, sand, little, your little dune worm. Your little sand worm coming out at the coming out there just to just to chomp on old Timmy Chams. It's like a little lot. light show. And I feel like if I knew yeah. actual like music terminology, I'd be able to like more properly explain than like her voice goes up and down and up and down. <laughs> but, right. But I don't know. That's my two cents. Uh, for the sake of time, just because we are almost like an hour in, maybe an hour fully in after everything is said and done, I'm going to forgo uh, most of my quotes here and most of my little things <laughs> that I dug up. I didn't really. Nope, no. Literally, I would rather. Everyone would literally rather hear from yeah, you than they me. Yeah, so. of us, honestly. <laughs> yeah. The only other thing I was going to say is that she's originally from Bruce Pine, North Carolina, which is about an hour, hour 15 outside of Asheville, which is where she uh, arises now. And it's interesting how, like, every southern state, quote unquote, some people would say North Carolina isn't the south. I'm going to make the argument that it is. I spent a little bit of time in Charlotte pre-pandemic. Definitely feels like a little bit more of maybe the civilized south, not the old south, but maybe some of, like, the reconstructed 
uh, New South, so to speak. Um, I would say it's the South, just based on my very limited time there. But apparently every little Southern state has like this nice little uh, artistic oasis. Maybe Asheville is that for North Carolina. I've also heard right. Durham, North Carolina is very much that. Apparently there's a lot of like Tim and Eric fans in Durham. They always like end up going to Durham on their like tours. So they must maybe be able to sell out or d- draw really big crowds when they go there. So North Carolina is also just a really interesting place uh, from the very brief time that I spent there. And so it makes sense that a very interesting sound and a very interesting singer would come out of North Carolina. And the only other thing I wanted to bring up is that she says on the album title, and this comes from an interview with Zoe Madonna in Gray Estates. She says on the album title, she says, um, my mom is the coolest and most wildly talented person I know. She's an artist, a chef. Shout out. Bless up in the chat. (laughs) Chef. She's a mom, a motorcycle hottie. She rocks my world. For the past six years, she's been caring for her father, who has dementia, and she hasn't been able to leave the house that much because she can't leave him alone. She's always painting and creating and making the very best of her circumstances. I asked her to paint the cover because she is a badass, and I really respect her vision. I think it's funny how, when we're young, we see our parents only as parents, kind of like what Kelly's quote was saying. And then later, once we somewhat somewhat conscious humans, and we start to see them as entirely whole people. Mm. My mom is my best friend, my greatest hero, and also a girl that I really just love. Which is just a really sweet, nice quote about That gave me goosebumps. Yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, I just feel like I was just talking with a friend the other day about you you just don't really hear as much as you get older. Or maybe at least just like this period of time i'm in right now of just like love and empathy for your parents and and just because so much you know is going on it's a difficult time but like i feel like i'm i don't know i have a very complicated relationship with like my dad and stuff he left when i was very young i've been in a very heavy like process of accepting and seeing as just like a flawed human being who's like trying you know And, and and like how much release and and like love can come back to you when you can like just see your parents not as like monolithic large figures but but just small people i love just like someone that's recently was like they're just they're just small people too and i was like whoa yeah that's crazy whoa exactly (laughs) just just, like love for that is very sometimes just heartwarming to see and feel and then dive into like peace and home is really yeah it's it's it, it you do love to see it so i will ra- i will take the take the ball and wrap this up <laughs> i am gonna fully recommend this album wow uh, i'm okay. gonna give this one a full recommendo uh yes. the discussion kind of solidified that for me i think that this was really a, such a, a a pleasure to discover and then to discover more the more i came back to it and really just you do kind of feel your heart growing as you listen and come back to this song whether mm-hmm. it's through dancing to the music or there's just her like just chilling in the sonic kind of space that a lot of these songs hang out in or whether it's listening to uh and just like kind of singing along if you gotta i i think that this is just a full kind of anything that i really want from a rock and roll album and i just uh it's 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 a real treat so uh that's how i feel about it noe uh i am going to give this a light conditional recommend (laughs) that is what i'm going to give okay this album uh like i said there's some things i vibe with more so than others you catch me in the right mood (laughs) i might be vibing with more of the tracks than others uh on any given moment overall huge respect for indigo to souza absolutely it's just not entirely my vibe in this current moment 
No so worries. for no that, worries, yeah. I will. Yeah, no, no worries. worries. It's all good. I don't even. I don't even care. Yeah. I don't even. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting how you. I just I got a text from you that says. It's interesting how I just got a text from you. Weirdly, it was from like a negative five seconds ago. <laughs> so you sent this in the future. You're like, I won't be sticking around and discuss the movie because of how this went. So no worries, Kelly. It was great it to was have you. It was a private message, but uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no worries. It was actually public. So no worries. It was actually on my Facebook wall. No worries. texted me on my Facebook wall. Hey, I saw you privately text me on my home phone that I don't have anymore that my dad can hear. So, I'm going to give this a light conditional recommend. If it's your vibe and you're into it, you're absolutely going to vibe to it because it's very unique and very, um, it's unique within the sound that she is creating and the types of moods, I guess, that she's able to create. And if you're not really super into that vibe and what this is, there's still some stuff on here that I think you might like. So light conditional recommend to solid conditional recommend. But Kelly, do you recommend I Love My Mom 2018 by Indigo D'Souza? I mean, maybe. Just kidding. Yes. Whoa. She did the bit. She, she first time bit. guess she did the bit. <laughs> she did the bit. Yes, yeah, she classic, classic. That's a, that's a Rocky that's, move, actually. That's like a, oh my God, you know what I just did? It's like on uh, American Idol whenever they like would come out and they'd like hide the golden ticket behind their back. And yes. the family would be like, did yes. you get it? And they'd be like, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, in a way, you just gave us the golden yeah. ticket because uh, you got to recommend the album. So I, how about that? I would that? like to, yeah, totally recommend it for all my, if you're my friend. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I would just like to add the little asterisks and say like extra great if you're like laying outside somewhere. I did that today earlier. Big time. I was just like laying yeah. outside and I was like feeling the smoky air. <laughs> Actually, I was. Yeah, very brave thing to <laughs> do, okay, given you your caught, current I realized, context. I realized you fully just caught me in a lie a little bit right there. I was walking my dog, and I was listening to it, and then. Is that the truth? Were you actually walking your dog? <laughs> I was like, no. Okay, so I didn't know. Um, no, I was. I was uh, ch- chasing after my dog as he ran into the smoke. <laughs> he was violently. He was taking a shit, and he looked her over at me, and then started speaking in like ancient like Hebrew. It was very strange. It was but scary. I, was, I was walking my dog. I took him on an extra long walk so I could listen to the whole album. And for the last song, sure. I had to get out. I I sat down on a little table over an overlook, and I was like. It just hit extra hard. So Damn. that's why I said yeah. lay outside if it's safe and not smoky and, and you're okay. But <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. speaking of hitting extra hard, <laughs> um, you, have a, you, have, you have a movie for us today. Mm-hmm. We do um, still have a movie to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah, believe it or not, we still got a whole other – we still have the second half of this show to get through. So let's get into it. This is Blue Jay from 2016, directed and shot. By Alex Lehman. Claps, 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 claps. claps. Um, Kelly, you mentioned several times that there is a connection Mm -hmm. between this movie and the album. So why did you pick (laughs) Blue Jay to go along with I Love My Mom? I Love My Mom by Indigo D'Souza. This was always locked in, even when we thought we were doing Courtney Barnett. Blue Jay was for sure going to be the movie. So you kind of tailored your guest shot on the show. Uh, around this movie and I, i'm curious what's your relationship with this with this picture um so i'll start with that one and then i have a little uh song lyric to transition into a connection into the movie just you wait Whoa. um uh, oh my connection with this movie is just like i'm a big uh duplass fan like with the movies they just always mm-hmm. they hit me sometimes they can be a little melodramatic but they hit and this one came out with a big sarah paulson fan 
And uh, it was one of those, like, I have a select few movies where I will, like, I, I love it, and I will actively tell certain people in my life, never watch it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, sure, like sure, where I'm just sure. like, God, the first time I saw it, I just, that feeling of, of, of nostalgia and the looks and everything, it just really, it struck deep, and it stayed there. And, like, another movie, it, what's ironic that, like, also made me feel a similar way, like, was Blue Valentine. And I think it's just ironic. Sure, it's two yeah. movies with two words first. Two blue, two blue movies. movies. Yeah. yeah very, two blue, very two blue word movies. movies. But um, yeah. blue ruin hit you in a similar <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. But 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 yeah, it just uh, it hit. And then um, I always would show the. Uh, I'd always use this movie. I went to I went to film school. And uh, oh. And I would show this movie when we had to like bring in a clip to talk about like subtext. Um, Sure. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I just think what this movie does with uh, everything you're saying and not saying, you know, it, it, it really it yeah. shows in this movie. And I think it's because of their, their tremendous acting, especially because so much of this was like improvised and not really put together. Yeah. So it, it has to be. It has to be like honest in that way. I don't know. I think if you, I think it's a movie, if, if you can relate, it hits hard. And if you can't really, it's like going to bug you. <laughs> Uh, sure. <laughs> and honestly, I think even if you can relate, it might bug you, that person, but not because of what the movie is, mm-hmm. but because it hits it so hard on the head mm-hmm. that that person might just look there and be like, fuck, I li- I can't watch this. It might bug them in that yeah. sense of just like, man, yeah, this gets it yeah. too right. You yeah, know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I just, I always come back to this movie whenever, um, like I was talking to a friend recently who was like, writing a script with just like two people. And I feel like it's just an amazing example of like a tight character study of just two people and their relationship. And I think like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't have much of like a heavy plot. It's just truly about two people's like identities and their relationship to each other and like where they were and, and where they went. And then I also love that he always has a little spin at the end. I don't know. There's always like, I feel like in all of his movies, it reminds me of like, this is a, I don't know if anyone would get this, but there's an author, Jody Picot, who <laughs> writes kind of dramatic books, but like in the last four pages, I literally swear to you, the last like four pages of every book, <laughs> there'll be like 400 pages in the last four pages. It's like, <clears throat> boom, drop, plot twist. And then you're like left with like, what? I want, oh, oh God. So I feel like this kind of unexpectedly did that, which I learned some reviewers really hated. So I'm curious your guys' takes on that. Totally. The spin in the yeah, end. Absolutely. Oh, are we allowed to talk about the spin in the end? Is this like a? Uh, I think we have to. We almost. do. Yeah. Let, let's just say you know. Uh, spoiler corner coming up. If you're at all curious to see this movie, uh, it's on Netflix. Go ahead and watch it. It's 80 minutes. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. That's what I love about that's that. Another, too, yeah. another another big plus in its in its corner here mm-hmm. is that it's only 80 minutes. So exactly. You can put it. Yeah. It's it's less than two episodes of The Sopranos <laughs> or Mad Men. So you can just pause the podcast, watch the movie, and come back for the rest of the discussion if you are so curious. Or if you uh, are like me and a freak and like to get things spoiled for you ahead of time in most it's cases, so crazy. <laughs> um, then just listen, listen. Ahead. But Kelly, you mentioned that you wanted to transition mm. into the discussion with a song lyric, and I'm curious what that song. Yeah, so is. I was listening today and I was like, oh, you're kidding uh, that this lyric existed, <laughs> but it was in the uh, Indigo D'Souza song "Sick in the Head," and the lyrics are, "And now we are gray." The movie's in black and white. 
I go back to that house. <laughs> what if that was my similarity? No. Um, <laughs> um, and now we are gray. I go back to that house sometimes to say what I need to say. Our bodies are warped and bent, and now we are blue. Blue. I go back to that house sometimes, hoping I run into you. Wow. That's almost a little too perfect, isn't, isn't honestly. That, wasn't that crazy? Yeah. I was like... Yeah, yeah. That feeling of being gray and, like, that... Ha- within that house so much you want to say and i love how they let it play out and stew like you know it's building to that conversation but it was so authentic to like two people wouldn't i don't know you you feel the you feel the awkwardness and nervousness like you literally can like watch and feel it like slide off them yeah it's like literally the conversation that they've been avoiding having the entire time they've been hanging out Mm -hmm. and now there's no choice but to yeah. have that conversation but I, I don't want to get too into that right right yeah away. but uh, it's a great it's a great it is kind of it is nuts that they that that lyric is written and kind of does fit the movie so well mm-hmm. um noe do you yes, have any he? history with this movie i know that the director <laughs> is a is a noe favorite from yeah last year so yes um <laughs> i was actually gonna ask uh kelly <laughs> have you seen paddleton um, I haven't, but I've seen his doc, Asperger's R Us. Oh, you have? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I haven't seen the doc, mm. so we'll have to watch, you'll have to watch Paddleton, and I'll have to watch Asperger's R Us, and we'll have to come back and do the Alexander Lehman, you know, first three trilogy, because he started out as a camera operator, and I have a little bit of a, a fan theory <laughs> here. So, Mark Duplass... Mark Dupin, I'm wagging my dumbass fingers around like a big stupid fuck on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, I have a little bit of a fan theory here, and I don't know if this is like verified in any way. And I'm just like, just, it's like the guy who discovered that like Pompeii burned down the entire city after he came back from vacation. You know, it's like, oh my god, someone's gonna do something about this. And it's like, bro, you're talk. Everyone who could have helped you is under ash, oh, wow. and soon in real life we're about to be as well. Whoa. Uh, so oh, there you dear. go. But um, art imitates life. Exactly. Our history imitates later history. <laughs> you talk about the goddamn Paddleton movie. I don't want to yes. think about volcanic ash engulfing everybody I love. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. But I have a fan theory here because Alex Lehman was originally mostly doing camera operator work. That's what he was mostly known for before he started directing sure. because Asperger's R Us was his first feature documentary but blue jay was his first narrative feature Mm -hmm. that he ever directed that was his debut narrative feature i think that's really sort of what put him on the map especially in the indie world but do you know what he was camera operating around the time right before uh asperger's rs was coming out when did that does anybody have a guess on what he was camera operating when did that movie come out i don't know Uh, (laughs) but it was before 2016 it was it was joker right (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was Joker. <laughs> He's camera operating on Joker. Oh, uh, was he a cam up on? Uh, was he a cam up on fucking like The Bachelor or something or like? Uh... You're kind. You're kind of <gasps> close. You're okay. kind of close. Survivor. He, he was a camera <laughs> operator on The League. Wow. Which League. Mark Duplass okay. stars in. Yeah, yeah. So they got to know each other pretty well, I think, when Alex Lehman was cam oping on The League, which. I'm not crazy about the league personally. I know yeah. people are. They loved it. It got a really good little cast going, and they had some funny moments. Not crazy about it, but I have a feeling that's where Mark Duplass and Alex Lehman met. They must have struck up a relationship. The Duplasses are great about giving people opportunities, you know, that maybe wouldn't get opportunities otherwise. I think 
of almost anybody. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but I don't know, so I'll say almost anybody. They have utilized streaming and specifically Netflix in such a smart, effective way because the puffy shirt or the puffy shirt. The puffy, why do the I got to wear the puffy chair? Why do I got to wear it? Why do I got to sit in the goddamn puffy chair? Um, so I don't think that puffy chair gets made in 2014 2015 to be honest with you unless it's a streaming service thing Mm. yeah yeah. so they have been able to lock in these like four movie deals five movie deals whatever they are with netflix actually the puffy chair was a co-distribution netflix before netflix started doing streaming fun Mm. fact um just like live at the purple onion zach galifianakis Mm. was also a netflix production Mm. which is Mm -hmm. crazy and that was 2004 so i think alex layman met Mark Duplass on the league. That's my fan theory. And I do have a relationship with this film. I've seen it before. I've seen it uh, prior to this podcast. Friend, who's not been on this podcast, but actually would be a good person to bring on this podcast. So possible future guests uh, plug early. Cole Borgstad. Kelly, do you know Cole yeah, Borgstad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was telling me about this movie. I'm wearing the Arkansas Razor Max shirt right now, which is where he's from. Shout <laughs> out, go, go uh, woo pig, as they say. Um <laughs> He loved this movie Mm -hmm. when it came out, and he watched it in 2016, or excuse me, yes, 2016, and he was like, you have to watch this movie, this movie's awesome, I don't know why more people aren't talking about it, and I was like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever, yeah, okay, sure, whatever, and he kept talking about it for what I thought was two years, and then I looked on my letterbox, and I actually watched this movie at the beginning of 2019, I thought I watched it Mm. in 2018, so I thought it had been further away. But it was actually last year, believe it or not, like a year and a half ago, basically. So I seen this movie before I was in college at the time. It was the end of my senior year. And I was like, damn, this movie is a fucking punch to the Mm -hmm. gut. Just straight Mm -hmm. up. We'll talk about that here in just a (laughs) sec. But Cole Borgstadt trying to get me to watch this movie forever. Eventually I did it. Mason, what's your relationship with Blue Jay? So I have also seen Blue Jay before. And my log on this movie is on November 9th. Uh, my letterbox log, my first letterbox log, is on November 9th, 2017, nine days before my, then would have been 23rd birthday. So I was, I was 22. I was as old as Indigo D'Souza is now, watching this movie <laughs> for go. the first time. And uh, here is all I have to say about the movie Blue Jay. <laughs> this film is, capital I, incredibly, capital S, sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And this movie, uh, I remember when it was coming out, because uh, this was, I think I remember uh, seeing a trailer or like kind of a poster or that it was on the docket at Cine Family in 2016 when mm-hmm. Cine Family was still around and not exposed for the snake pit that it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. And hey, I didn't see that movie in theaters. I think that I saw the trailer and thought it was called Blue Jay. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be sad. I am not about doing that right now. I am going to sit this sucker out. (laughs) And so I am, uh, when I was in LA, I was in a writer's group with, um, that was um, compiled by uh, a guy I went to college with, Ian McCullough, and some other people that he knew from uh, the biz and around and some folks we went to college with. And I was trying to write this movie that was kind of about two, kind of in this like kind of frame thing never finished it haven't finished the script since college trying to do that again a little storyboard over there uh we're working on it in quarantine and when i uh, in between my job and doing this goddamn podcast but we are still doing it anyways everyone's cheering you on so uh i do see the pom-poms thank you thank you everybody um i so basically 
I couldn't finish a script to save my fucking life, a feature script. I could get, like, the characters. I knew the characters. I couldn't write the story. And so Ian, he's a guy that's seen a lot of movies. He's very helpful, good guy. I like him a lot. And he said, you know, watch Blue Jay, basically. That might, you know, help stir up something. And so I watched it. And, uh, yeah, really fucking sad. Got me right in the gut and kind of stayed in my memory as this, like, incredibly sad movie. Had not... I think kind of wanted to revisit it throughout the years and the almost three years since I've seen it, but it was also just like, I remember this really taking a lot out of me at the time. And I don't know if I could come back and watch it again. Um, but, uh, very happy that Kelly brought it on because, um, I did push off watching this movie because I was in a very fragile state of mind this last week. And I'm like, I don't know if I can take watching blue Jay, even though it is an hour and 20 minutes. And you know what? I watched it. And the craziest thing happened, it almost made me feel better. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I had a similar thing. I, I rewatched it today, and it, I felt like I like had grown since the last time I'd seen it. Yeah, it yeah. Re- really, it really does get you like that. Because I think, like, uh, when I was watching it, I was just kind of, like, mourning there. Also, I think... <sighs> When I was when I saw it for the first time, I think I was trying to get in front of the movie, and I more or less predicted the turn at the end mm. ahead of time. And so I was just watching, it and I was just more or less just like hanging out with these people. And I remember it being much sadder and much more dour than it was. Maybe just because like people being happy made me sad when I was younger. <laughs> That's the thing that happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like you know you're young and depressed, and you just see people being happy no matter the context, and you're like, oh, this is kind of, this is making me feel a little... Oh, that's an attack on me because <laughs> they're happy. They're uh, being happy is a exactly, fucking attack. Exactly. Face. Yeah, exactly. Uh, these, uh, but then, you know, I remember being this real punch in the gut, and uh, but I watched it again, and I don't know if it's just because I grew up, but I watched it, and um, it was like, oh, like, this is a movie about... Uh, it's not a movie about wallowing in sadness. Like, yeah, these are two incredibly sad people when we meet them, but at the end, there's a bit of a kind of catharsis, and you mm-hmm. do feel like they totally um, like they've 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 grown. They needed to kind of be apart for a period of time and come back after they've lived a little bit and had some experience, and really just then uh, adjust and address this kind of uh, this kind of pain and hurt that they are both feeling that you know nobody else knows about, and they're able to. Um, you know, laugh at it basically. Mm-hmm. Like they're able to laugh at them. Literally, yeah. Which is such a yeah. Oh. It's such an interesting turn, and it's so smart. And I think that you know, um, oh, a lesser movie might just have them fight, and then like they part, and that's it. But they have this right. moment of connection and kind of understanding of themselves and the lives that they've lived so far and who they were as kids. It's really, really touching. Yeah. uh, um, Mark Duplass mm -hmm. like said in a little feature thing, like he would hope people take away from it, like feelings of like, if he said like, I'm going to butcher the quote, but it was something about like, like, the notebook but it was done with integrity like certain things of like, it it can tap into like this like emotional romantic story, but it's like not just like it's not just like a story about love. It's like, it's, it's a, it reminded me kind of too of like, I don't know if you guys had this experience, but with like 500 days of summer, I feel like the first time I watched it, I was a lot younger and had this idea that there needed to be like good guy, bad guy. And was like, Oh yeah, this sure. person was really bad. And then you go like watch four more times and you're like, Oh, they both are flawed and they both are like equally like 
or not i don't know i remember i haven't seen it in a while i don't know how equal it was but, they, but they're people yeah but, right 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 yeah but I get, like I, yeah but that there's like uh the more you go back and watch it you're like oh it, and again it's like it's a feeling of like seeing your um parent or someone as just a person or seeing your ex as just like a person like this yeah, this very yeah. humanizing moralizing thing and like that word you said catharsis was in my head like i knew whatever i t- grouped blue jay with i wanted to group it with something about catharsis because i feel like this was one of those movies that just made me cry and get it out and in the same sense that that's literally one of the struggles for sarah paulson in the movie you know is like yeah. it yeah. did that for me at the time and then i don't know that album it was a catharsis the album it was a catharsis of like feeling understood letting go of some like maybe frustration and like welcoming back love and then like this was just like god god you gotta let go of nostalgia you gotta work through it like you you gotta yeah. you push you out kinda, of it you know you gotta as you grow up one should you know address the hurt that was felt but realize that as you're growing up that the people that you were everybody you ever interacted with ever was a person and was dealing with their own shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Was, you know, uh, uh, and the more that you can remove your kind of like either perfect or, or nightmare image of a person, depending on your relationship mm-hmm. and depending on your, uh, uh, feelings about the time that you spent together, the more that you can remove those without delegitimizing them or without mm-hmm. devaluating them, but with, but with being like, this is how I felt in this situation. And this was the person that was there. And the more that you can like do the work to see like the people there, like kind of the, the easier life becomes almost. And the, the easier you're able to uh, accept hurt and accept pain and kind of accept people that have hurt you in the past, you know, and, and recognize them as, as people that were making their own mistakes and doing the best that they could. Yeah. Uh, I think that's one of the hardest, like kind of fine lines to figure out as we get older and it's like individual and different for everyone, but it's like validating and, and acknowledging your pain and being able, like, it's important to say to yourself, like, that is bad. I have been wronged. You know, like it's important to say that, but then like finding a way to, like like let if you can you know like let it go and but the it it's never just a snap your fingers and let go it's like they're only able to get to the place they get to by like literally both having their uh, like a complete loss moment their complete facilities like just down like they are like no no pretense no nothing they can fully just be themselves again and and talk about this Mm -hmm. which is uh yeah it's it, it's yeah. crazy because with your connection that you made, Kelly, of both of these catharsis that is ex- being experienced in both the album and in the film, I, one of my favorite quotes about actually like writing and specifically screenwriting, mm-hmm. I don't remember who said it. Maybe it was William Holden. I'm not 100% sure. But it's dialogue is what a person is willing to reveal. Mm. And I mm. think that okay. that has always sort of stuck in my craw when I'm writing as well, that it's like, People literally will only share as much as they need to slash can in a lot of situations, especially in high pressure situations, which from the minute you see both these characters, it's apparent once they realize who each other are, this is a high pressure situation for both of them ultimately. And you realize why at the end of the movie. And it's because what, what's going what on? I just have goosebumps. goosebumps everywhere just because, oh my God, just keep going. Sorry. I just literally. No, that's okay. I, I just, I like maybe you had, <laughs> like you had maybe a, like a bug on you and I was like, oh, do you need to I deal need to with go. a bug <laughs> on you? <laughs> you need to deal with a little fly. Um, but it was, 
but it was like crazy because the Indigo to Souza album. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. The Indigo to Souza album is like she can't stop yelling mm-hmm. at certain points. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what she needs. She needs to be able to find a way to mm-hmm. get it out so she can stop yelling. Whereas Mark Duplass and Sarah Paulson need to find a way to actually be able to spit it out. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like both ends of the spectrum of this catharsis mm-hmm. and how people are dealing with it, uh, which is interesting that you brought both of them on. And so I found that little connection in between what you said of the connection of catharsis for Indigo to Souza and catharsis of uh, Jim and what is her Amanda. Name? Amanda. Amanda. Jim and Amanda. Yeah, that, that is so. like exactly, you know, I think my brain, I definitely, I think I like found the connection after, after saying like locking in because i knew i my libra mind needed to just lock in (laughs) um but um but that is i think like i literally just got goosebumps for what you said about all that because that is exactly why i feel like this movie is just brilliant for subtext because it is like you uh, it's so honest i feel like if you were to to run into that person in your life like uh, oh it's just like you you know so much about each other and there's so much you could yeah. say, but what you choose to say is a bit more surfacey or or safe. Just, just re- yeah, exactly. so it's very safe. Yeah. You don't want to go there, but you know you have to ultimately. It's it's they're doing like kind of the smallest of talk, and I love um, Duplass's acting in that first scene when you know they they cut back to the wide shot of, or whatever the whole aisle, and she crosses the corner, mm. and he just completely collapses and goes fuck, yeah. and he's just like, Ugh, it's so 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 good. I think their performances, you know, they are really the only performances in the movie. There's Wayney, there's, yeah. there's beautiful, sweet Wayney, who we do love and stan. Uh, hope, uh, hopefully there's nothing can, weird about Wayney, but we do stan Can Wayne. I say something crazy about Wayney huh. real quick before we get off of him? I, yes. So I can't remember his name, the actual actor's name off the top of my head. I'm going to slyly look it up while I vamp here because it's he's got a crazy little name. What is What is his name? Uh, either way, he has been around for so long. I don't know how long. He was born in the 1920s, Holy and he's shit. just been, like, doing His name is Clue, C-L-U. His birth name is William Martin Gulager. Oh, that's Gulager. Clue Gulager. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Clue Gulager. Doesn't he uh, say that in the when he's looking for a beer, or am I making that up? Is that like a little nod to his um, name? I don't know. I think I screwed I don't it up. Know if, I, I don't know if that's <laughs> it what it is. but like the Clue, kind Goo- of beer he says or something. Clue. <laughs> Clue. Glow, sh- Goldschlager. Oh. They say Goldschlager. <laughs> yes, you know, Goldschlager. Was, <laughs> that's my beer knowledge. <laughs> Goldschlager. No, Goldschlager is like a, it's a liqueur. I don't want to say the wrong thing that it's a whiskey, but it's a liqueur. It's a dark beverage and there's little like flecks of gold in it. Oh my gosh. Like kind of gold leaf. It's, oh shit. It's disgusting. We drank it. We did shots at uh, a family Christmas once. It was disgusting. Uh, but that is disgusting yeah. on multiple levels. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the, he directed a Palme d'Or nominated short film, which is on the George Washington Criterion Blu-ray no, called what? It's called A Day with the Boys, and it is one <laughs> of the weirdest, most like what the fuck am I watching? Little short films I've ever seen. It's from 1969. It's the only movie I believe he's ever directed. I don't know how he got himself in that situation to direct things, but literally this guy, Clue Gulager, has been around since the 60s when he played Billy the Kid 
in the tall man in the Virginian, which wow. was an old Western series. So this yeah, guy he's is like in the last picture show. He's in Nightmare on Elm Street two. He's in Return of the Living Dead. Uh, he's also in Tangerine. Mm-hmm. And here's another what? thing. Uh, Clue Gulliger is a uh, birthday twin of mine. Not to the year, <laughs> oh. but to the day. To the, ex- yeah. the year. Congrats. To the exact <laughs> yeah, second. To yeah. the year, yeah. I am. I, yes. He's 91 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And honestly, you don't look a day over 90. Yeah. Let me just say that. So, I think that plays uh, into... A little fun fact about Clue. That plays into the character. Because there is... Um, there's only three speaking parts. It's it's Jim, Amanda, and and Wayne. There's no Wayne-y, one else yeah. that speaks in the movie. Um, but it plays into who he's supposed to be. That, that feels like so cool to know because he's like a staple in what I feel like something that allows their really, that whole day to happen. You know, the, yeah, the day the characters spend is just like, and they're, they're looking at him outside. I love Mark Duplass has that line where he's like, no, that's, that's his grandson or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I don't know. That's like a really cool fun fact actually. Cause I feel like, I feel like knowing the people involved in making this, that wasn't just like some silly accent or something, but like, no, this guy is he like represents a bit of kind a of like the past and like, yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. So but also side note, what they, the thing they do where they say like, so they go into the grocery store and they say, Hey, Wayne, I want to travel. And he gives them a thing and they get to pick their own six pack. Yes. Is that a real thing? Because I want to do that so you bad. You can do that. You can definitely do that. You were, what? yeah. St- yeah. You can do that. at. Some liquor stores. I think that the Trader Joe's in L.A. that was on 3rd and I want to say La Cienega, which was my Trader Joe's that I went to in L.A., they would allow you Doxed. to do that. They, wow. They, yeah, but you could – it was like uh, – <laughs> yeah. Um, Mason's part of Beer Q. <laughs> he's, he's the leader of Alcohol Q. He knows Al-Q all the little Hall. secrets. Al uh, Q Wow. But yeah, no, that's the thing that you can actually do. Most liquor stores. You know what? If it wasn't the Trader Joe's, I bet it was actually my Jewel, which was on 6th near just outside of Western. Mm. Not the Jewel. The Ralphs. The Ralphs in L.A. Uh, Yeah, you just called it a Jewel. That is a Midwestern thing. Yeah, a Jewel is a Chicago area thing, or the the Jewels, as we call it here. Uh, The Jewels. The Jewels. The the family Jewels, potentially. Now that I have this platform, I can say my favorite bit, which is... um, the, my favorite public uh, restroom in all of Chicago is the uh, bathroom that is at the Southport Jewel uh, because I would get off of the Brown Line and walk to my apartment when I lived off Southport. And it was the journey between the Brown Line and my apartment. The Jewel was right in the middle. I could just go in, take a pee, and, and come right out. So that's uh, – Wow. If you're looking for a public toilet in Chicago, can't go wrong with the Southport Jewel. If you're looking for a public Southport toilet Jewel. that specifically aligns with your – With my your... college schedule, yeah. yes. <laughs> Honestly, dude, really fucked up. Can't believe you brought that up on the pod. Really, really fucked up of you. Speaking of the grocery store, though, like a moment um, to acknowledge, I feel like, is just their initial. The, the, I feel like it was one of the best I've ever seen in any movie of like that first meeting. The like the editing in that scene is so good mm-hmm. because it's like they um, they do such a good job of showing both of them. Um, not wanting to acknowledge the mm-hmm. other and really prolonging the moment where someone has to turn mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, how's it going? You know, it's, it's, it was really, it's really, it's really well done. I really like it. Yeah. Scene. Cause, cause like, I love that he technically sees her first and I, he just, uh, it's something that was like, I felt like I would do that. Like I felt like I've done that before where I've seen someone and I like, 
you feel his anxiety just simply by like looking away and you know that he's like looking at the sauces and not yes. looking at the sauces at all like you yes, know he's exactly. just waiting exactly. and then i love i feel like it's a perfect example of like no dialogue we get to see who these characters are because you see he's not really gonna acknowledge it um and he's like nervous and then she like she sees and she's she uh, she like still takes off her hat and like fixes her yeah. hair and then yeah they go right back into high school yeah. mode, like immediately, yeah. you know, it's like they see the other person and it's like, holy crap. I don't know about you guys, but like if I ever saw someone from school mm-hmm. or like a teacher or an administrator or something mm-hmm. in public, I would see them and I would do everything in my power <laughs> to make sure that me or anyone else I was with, usually my family would not see that person. <laughs> yes, and that is yes. what Mark Duplass is doing in that scene when he's, cause he, he sees her first, mm-hmm. right? We've established yeah, that. Yeah. That is what he's doing in that scene is just, I see her. I have to get out of this, but Oh my God, I want her to see me. And, and, and if she doesn't see me, then it's fun. And what's so great though, too, is it makes me wonder though, knowing that I'm that type of person that I'm going to try to look away the possibility of what could happen if you do just say hi. Right. Cause like, had he, say like scene and like turn and left and i know it's like a movie but like <laughs> if this was like real life like, <laughs> yeah yeah how do you like turn and left like all of their their catharsis and their everything they got you know just wouldn't have happened and all it took was just that like there's like a i think this is in relation to like kissing this is a weird quote but it was like someone told me once this mantra that kind of sticks in my head it was just like six seconds of bravery is like all it takes for something like very special and big to happen it's like mm-hmm. it's just it's true. six like seconds that. of bravery like that a lot yeah. very good. <laughs> but yeah um, it's not just that they see each other it's also that they happen to be like parked across the way from each yeah. other and she has like and what i also love is she she like the sarah paulson character amanda is given kind of a a ticking time you know in in screenwriting mm, yes terms, yes the yes. ticking time bomb you know mm-hmm. with it right. which is the uh the case of ben and jerry yeah. for her pregnant sister and so in the first part of the movie your mind at least my mind was like okay but she's got to get back home so the ice cream's at least a little salvageable yeah. right and they keep <laughs> prolonging her going home more and more until there's like kind of no choice but to like bring her back to um uh, uh jim's jim's old place basically mm-hmm. which is I, I i love i love how the plot moves in this movie just so um so elegantly but the characters are always the ones that are the behind the wheel of the mm-hmm. car there like there's very few times where uh and i think it's you know i love a movie that's improvised i love a movie that is kind of you know you're working off an outline and coming up with the rest of it on the spot and you know doing the work that way mm-hmm. um and there's only a couple times in this movie where i'm like taken out because it feels just a little too scripted mm-hmm. um which so i want to i want to comment on what you just said mason real quick yes please because the the first time i watched this movie in college i was completely on board until one thing happens at about the 30 minute mark and i literally was like burned into my brain because i'm like wow i fucking hate this what's happening right now and i believe it's right (laughs) after they're done dancing like together Mm -hmm. and then they have like like what i'll call their fun time where they're like being like silly or Mm -hmm. whatever i just hated it i was like Oh my God, you I, guys, come on, keep it together, please. I felt, what's funny is I remember um, specifically when that happened in the movie when I was watching today, I was like, this feels like like your friends making, like your friends posting a story yes. of them on their, like you just didn't want to see it. Like, <laughs> like Yeah, exactly. Like, like I'm happy for you. <laughs> 
but like I, I it. It's it a party like you're not invited like, to. It was like how I don't. Do you know how old they were in this movie? I feel bad. It was just like watching. Oh, like <laughs> like thirty. It was like yeah. the equivalent of a raise the roof feeling. I'm yeah. just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little. I just, yeah, I just hate that moment watching them do it because to me. <laughs> and I saw it more this time. And so I will say my, my, most of my experience that I'm drawing from when I talk about this movie is from my first watch because I think this movie may be an interesting case where the rewatch doesn't really do it justice. It kind of is like really pure and special mm. upon that first watch, I feel like. Mm, I, it okay. might be one of those cases. There are movies that do get better upon rewatch. I don't know if this movie is one of those movies. I'm not saying it is or isn't. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> my personal feeling on it is... Maybe it's not better upon rewatch. Maybe it's better on the first That's time. That's a great but... definitive take. There now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thank you. I listen, listen. This is the podcast for definitive takes, so you know I'm doing my part. But you know, I saw the seams a little bit more this time mm. around, and I have to be totally transparent about that. I sure, saw the yeah. seams of the movie a little bit more, where I'm like, okay, I can feel like this is a part where maybe the improv was getting mm. a little bit weird and maybe a little bit weaker. Okay, this is a part that maybe was they had to get to somehow. Mm. There's parts in this movie that feel like what I'll call indie trappings, where it's just like you could slap the year 2007 on this and call it Juno. And I would be like, yep, a hundred percent. And so there's some indie trappings with this specifically the part where they're like doing the fun dance. You know, I don't really like it when characters get like cutesy in the movie. Like they get cutesy in this movie where they're like, like hitting each other on the shoulder and like palling around. Like it's kind of weird to me. So that's what I mean when I say I saw the seams a little bit more this time, but it doesn't take away in my opinion from the emotional impact of what's going mm-hmm. on. But I do want to say, you know, as someone who's seeing it for the second time, I started to see not the cracks. I'm not even going to call it the cracks. I just started to see where the paper was folded a little bit more. Does that make sense? What I'm yeah, saying? I, I see you. Yeah. I think, um, I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I agree to, to an extent with that. And there was maybe some moments I like maybe had remembered, um, differently in my mind having rewatched, um, but I think, I think maybe it's, I don't know, this might be giving it benefit of the doubt, but it's supposed to be a little bit cringy. And I think it's also in terms of getting from point A to point B, that is something that I feel like would make them kind of fully shed everything, like having those moments like that. I don't know. I feel like sure it was kind of maybe it, it did get, to, it did help, I think, get them to where they needed to be like immediately following. And I think it was like the, we need to just be silly thing. But, um, they're also like drunk at this point. Yeah. They're also pretty drunk at this point too, which is the other thing. So I think it makes sense in context, even if watching it, you do cringe a little bit. Mm -hmm. But my thing that I was going to say is like, I agree with you to an extent also Noah that on this second watch I was, and it's difficult for this to happen twice with, with a movie where you're just like, "Eh, eh," you're watching it. And then, you know, first time you see it if something really hits you, you're just engrossed. And that's kind of your whole experience. It's, it's the, I am incredibly, this movie is incredibly sad experience. (laughs) And the second time, you know, now that you know what to expect, basically you're kind of primed to, you know, you're, if you're looking forward to rewatching it, like I was in this case, I'm just going to sit and see what happens. And I did notice a few more through the kind of, we'll say just like the tape on the side of the, on the wall here, the tape to kind of putting the thing together. I didn't notice the first time and also because I hadn't seen this movie in almost three years. But basically, the one thing in this movie that kind of, I think, took me out unintentionally was when they 
it wasn't them in the scene, but it was the recording of them as kids. Mm. And yeah. that was like, that really felt really scripted and kind of the only scripted thing. I guess because by necessity, it has to be actually It scripted. has to be. And it's, yeah. it makes sense, but it also because the rest of the movie feels so natural and they're so um, comfortable around each other. And you're listening to, I'm not sure if it's them or like some like kind of sound like kids that are going off the script and trying to sound like trying to act and sound like young earnest kids going off the script then i'm just like it really bristles against the rest of the movie and that's kind of when i'm taken out even though like while i'm watching it i'm still like okay i'm watching sarah paulson and mark duplass be like absolutely silent and take in this recording this kind of like this 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 physical object this physical representation of their past just like looking at it and being like remembering who they were at that age and the hopes and the dreams that they had for themselves and each other at that age and then looking up at the like older version of that person that's across the way on the bed of them that's the really mm -hmm. interesting meaty part of that scene that is still worth i think seeing even if while i'm watching it i'm like okay this this is absolutely yeah. really like kind of like scripted kid stuff that doesn't really hit that, that part especially, I, I texted someone um, as I was watching it, because it, it did take me out of it because of how exactly similar the voices sounded to me, to, like, their current selves. But it made me right. think, it, but, and to its credit, it made me think, I, like, messaged a friend, like, do you think we sound like what we're going to sound like when we're, like, 40? Like, is this what our voices oh, sounds wow. like? Like, how it just it posed the yeah, question to me of, like, how much are we going to change? But in a, in a review I was reading in the movie, that scene, what... Uh, I feel like I, maybe I'm just kind of like a cheesy person, but I feel like I've like done that with people and like listen back on like recordings and, and, and videos. And I'm it's not like, against the action. Yeah. It, it's, it's useful. Like you got to go back to the past sometimes, uh, Samurai Jack, uh, <laughs> but other times I'm just saying that in this particular movie, in this instance, the, mm -hmm. the dialogue itself was a little forced. Yes. I, yes. In terms of what they were saying in the recording, I, I would agree. I think, um, in a review though, I was reading, it was interesting to say like, that feeling must be so odd for like to find yourself in the age you are like pretend like pretend play pretend being when you were younger like they are oh, finally sure. those ages yeah. you know mm -hmm. like they were because they were celebrating like what their 20 20th anniversary 20th would have been yeah in that mm -hmm. video and then now they are at that age just sitting across from each other yeah. with like years in between and like yeah no longer yeah. together that that sentiment is just like an image i feel like you could just like sit and linger with for like i don't know thinking about with your friends when you're younger and joking about all these places you're gonna be and then if you were right, actually yeah. that age sitting with them like, it's like looking at it was was that whole going into the his room and everything was truly just like digging through a time capsule with like the most important person in your life yeah Absolutely. And I, and I want to make something very clear. Even though I say that I did see seams, or as Mason said, the tape on the wall, it doesn't ultimately affect the emotional impact, mm -hmm. I think, no, that the no. movie ultimately mm -hmm. has. It's just, upon rewatch, you see some things that you weren't as uh, keen to the first time because you are so engrossed, which actually is weirdly a compliment mm -hmm. to the movie, that the first time you watch it, you're like so mm -hmm. into it and so engrossed in what you're seeing that the second time you, since you know kind of how things play out and you see those things, Oh, that is happening here. Oh, that moment does seem a little bit more forced or that moment does seem a little bit more written. Mm -hmm. I'm still invested in this movie and it's still packs a punch mm -hmm. those last like 10, 12 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think too, some, uh, some technical things too. It's like benefit. That is just like a, 
wow, I love like looking up behind the scenes stuff on this movie is like there was a 20 person crew. Everyone like on the crew was like a filmmaker in some sense of their own. They filmed the whole movie in seven days. I and know that's so fucking crazy to film. <laughs> I can't believe At Chapman, that. you get six days for a like a twelve yeah. minute movie. They filmed a whole feature in seven days. That's insane. And, and uh, I just I thought it was interesting that they did film chronologically. Like I think I think with he- like emotional relation based stories, the order in which you film is so necessary. Like Blue, Va- I have totally. I won't get into it because it'll be like a twenty minute rant, but. There's so many <laughs> facts about Blue Valentine and, and how they filmed that that so contributes to why it hits so much harder than other movies about the same exact thing, you know? Um, Absolutely. But this one, I think, because... I think the fact they filmed in chronological order contributes to us being able to literally see them grow at ease with each other. And and, and it's yeah. an interesting thing. I've talked with friends, some friends about, like, the idea of, like, the phrase or the idea, like... Um, picking up where you left off being as you get older, like not really something that's realistic or what you necessarily want. Like, I don't think I want to like haven't seen someone in a long time. And it's just, I don't think it's realistic to set up the standard. Like, Oh, we're just rolling off right where we left. Like we should acknowledge time and, and like be curious what was, has happened in that time. And it's not a matter and what they think they did well. And like they grew to and why they have such a strong bond is, um, it's not a matter of exactly picking up where you left off, but there's like always that level of understanding there with certain relationships. Like it's not like a initial anger at lost time or anything. It's like, I still know you. I don't know. It's just that feeling of like, sure. Yeah. I don't have to say it. I know know you, you. but I, but I, I know you, but I haven't seen you in all these years. And so we need to acknowledge, Hey, what's been going on, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what that scene in the, uh, diner is when he's like, I'm just trying to get through this coffee. Yeah. This coffee is fucking horrible, which definitely seems like an improv. Great little improv from Mark Duplass on that. Thank you, chef. <laughs> that moment where he hears that she is married mm-hmm. and you actually get Ooh. to see him realize that a, this is going to be a lot harder than I thought it was yeah. basically mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Uh, that's killer. Yeah. That is just, Great writing, great perf- great performing, great performing, <laughs> great acting, and just awesome direction all the way around. Great, I mean, that's just and, great filmmaking. And, when and everything something comes I thought was like interesting that. too, when I was looking up something last little like technical thing, was the uh, director's documentary background playing so much into why this movie is like told sure. in the way it is, and that like uh, Mark Duplass was saying, there's so many like documentary style. Uh, elements that were ne- wouldn't have been in a script like my one of my favorite moments oh my god one of my favorite <laughs> moments is and this was uh Mark Duplass said like entirely the director and what he would do if it was a documentary was it's the scene where they're dancing together and then the camera yes. like it's going out of focus and then it like so gently pushes from like pure tenderness on their faces to the wedding ring on her finger and it's just yeah. like not it, you just are like you're constantly oh. with them and like yeah. God, I like I want to play this out, but I yeah. like underlyingly know this isn't possible. Yeah. My favorite one in the movie is when it's just hanging out on her in the closet and she finds the letter. Oof. Yeah, that's brutal. Love so that. much yeah. of her looks. I oh god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. When um <laughs> Oh my god, actually. Oh my god, I'm literally freaking out. This movie so <laughs> much in this movie is <laughs> they're buying the beer in the beginning. And he's like, oh, you guys still together? And they kind of laugh and look at each other. And they just both decide they, to this, say yes. Yeah. And yeah. They're, yes. they're like, yeah, You're like, yep, we still are. 
and then they kind of laugh. Oh my God, I've literally I have bugs on my arms again. And then, <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, he just kind of looks down and he goes, "Oh, I'll get you jelly beans." And she just like looks at him, and it's just that and an example of subtext and like dialogue revealing. You know, only yeah. these certain things is like she just looks at him, and this so much of this movie I think is so good because of. It, it, that it is just hour 20. Like, I think if it had gone on really long, it could have gotten cheesy. Exactly. 100%, yeah. And then 100%. it's just literally, ser- like, their eyeballs. Like, literally the way they look at each other is so... It's the definition of showing, not telling. And, like, even when he... They say they say Belgium at the same time. And then he, like, makes a little joke and walks away. And she just looks at him. And there's, like... She watches... You, you see the nuances of every, him picking out his beard. And the way she, like, watches his hand when he picks out his beard. It's, like... Just a level yeah. of understanding of two people who, like, know each other. And yeah. then he eats all the... Oh, he eats all the jelly beans, except for except the pink for and the purple. pink and purple ones. Oh, and she's like... And he's like... Kelly... Oh, he's like, yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> Kelly, oh. I know there's so many moments in this movie. We, the folks need to just watch it for themselves. Oh, because we are to talk about it? Sort of... No, 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 no. Listen, we are coming listen. up on almost two we're, hours of this show. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, we're creeping up on we're creeping up on some some time things here. So I am going to unfortunately put a stake in everything we've done so far. I'm gonna have us move on. I'm okay, sorry. I'm gonna have I us know. move on yeah. to the Mercedes Valuable Player. Would you recommend portion of this? Because we do have to wrap it up. We didn't even up. talk I about the end. We can because I think I think I think we will talk about the end here. Oh, I just want no. you to just want you to watch out, okay? So, my Mercedes valuable player for this movie. There is not a. I'm gonna on the surface there isn't a lot of things to choose from because, like we said, there's only three speaking parts in this whole film. Really, two. I mean, with the exception of Wayne in that one scene. Um, but for me, this movie doesn't work as well as it does if Sarah Paulson mm. is not Amanda. Yeah. I think that she is the secret sauce to this movie. I can't remember if I had really seen her in anything else prior to this. I can't remember if she ever made that much of an impact on me as she did prior to this, but I just completely fell in love with her and her character in this movie. Uh, I think she carries the movie on her back, and you really see that solidified in the ending, which is, this is where I want to talk about that last like 12 mm-hmm. minutes or so. This is the real spoiler corner here. If somehow you were like, Oh, they're, they're not going to actually spoil the ending. <laughs> yeah. No, we're actually going to spoil the ending. So turn away now, go watch blue Jay, check it out. What happens is, is that there is a note that is found, right? It's found in right. the closet. Yeah. And she basically is like, I, you know, you should have, were you going to give this to me? Like what it's going on here. And it's revealed that Mark Duplass's character got her pregnant. She was pregnant and they didn't want to keep the child. They had like arguments about whether or not that was the right thing to do. They were in high school and it's revealed that Amanda's character gets an abortion and terminates the pregnancy. And there's a lot of unresolved feelings around that. And this is the first time in the movie and in, in seemingly their relationship prior to the cameras rolling in this event of the movie happening, that they're actually addressing it. And their willingness to actually reveal in here and them both breaking down Mm -hmm. is, it's impeccable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how you could do that any other way. I think they just did it exactly the way that you had to in order for that to work. All the dominoes were set up. They knocked them down perfectly. And that final moment, you're just kind of like, you let out a big whoo, because... What else yeah. is there to do? 
And then there's that la- there's that next to la- there's that last scene where it's the next day they're walking back to their cars and she cries for the first mm-hmm. time in, uh, in what five years yeah. right that's what she yeah. said it's mm-hmm. the first time I've cried in five years and they're crying and you think oh is this movie gonna end on them just like absolutely emotionally devastated and then Mark Duplass laughs mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe that the first time I watched this, that he would laugh in that situation. Yeah. Like, you fucking idiot. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? But he knows her so well that she laughs back and they have a moment of understanding mm-hmm. of, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. I think we're going to be okay with each other. I think we're going to be okay with where we are, even if where we are isn't where we thought we'd end up. And that is just, that's it. Yeah. Baby. The, that's the it. crying is such a big thing. Just I'm, speed round, say certain things is like, yes. is, is, you know, that it shows like men being able to like cry. And it's not like, it's not like a, a wailing cry. He like very, so genuinely throughout the movie, you know, is like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And like, but like he is yeah. crying yeah. and he is showing it. And, um, and she doesn't, and you don't really get to see women acknowledge a lot of times like i'm not able i can't really touch into my emotions like it very i feel like it touched on that like kind of uh gender stereotype switching um with like without Mm. ever being too direct on the head which is great and like she has a speech about being on being so afraid to admit she's on antidepressants because she should be happy um type thing which is important but um i think also even just acknowledging the way in which the big reveal of why they split up. Cause the whole time you're wondering like, why did they split up if they're so good together? Um, when he's holding the letter and he just says like, it, w- this is mine. Like you can't come into here and, and play with this. Yeah. Like you can't, like yeah. this is some game. Mm-hmm. If this is in yellow, when he's just like, if this is a game to you, why did you take this? So, like, and you think there's so many things of all the subtext throughout their conversations of it being about their relationship with it being about him, his feelings, her feelings. And then he does finally just blurt it out. Like it was our baby. Like it was my baby too. And it was like, the first time I saw it, I was like, Oh God. And it, there's a lot of really interesting commentary about, um, it being like a modern film about abortion and allowing women to show maybe regrets and like, honestly, but it's not like a negative thing about it type thing. Um, Right. And, uh, yeah, that whole ending, I think the biggest thing that gives me bugs on my arms is um <laughs> is though that oh my god this is a major spoiler sorry but we already spoiled it but no yeah we're, we're doing so it maybe. so you know she admits she's with like a 64 year old guy now she's with someone that's older and she yeah. says like the way you first reacted was like with sarcastic jokes and you sent me a balloon um and i realized you were too young that we were too young i just i needed to go through this with someone together um like i needed to be together and then when she does finally, I love that she read the letter out loud. I was like, was so nervous. We weren't going to see what was on the letter. Um, but the first line is just like, we'll get through this together. The first line is everything she did need to hear. And he yeah, just exactly. didn't give it to her. And it's that same feeling of if he had just not said hello in the grocery store that day too, you know, it's like why you should, it's like, I feel like this underlying reason of like why you should use your six seconds of bravery to say that thing to someone that, you know, you want to say, cause like, look where your life could go. Like, I've always been a believer of, like, you know what your life is going to be like if you don't change anything. Like, you know, it's going to be what it is right now. You have no way to predict what could happen if you just, like, enact a little bit of everyday bravery and how much that could change. That, that could change your whole relationship. You know, that, Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, I'm good because in the interest of time, I'll also just say full recommend on this. 
Mason, what is your Mercedes Valuable uh, Player, and do you do, recommend this? Uh, my Mercedes Valuable Player director, uh, Alex Lehman. Not his directing, though, his cinematography. This is a very pretty-looking movie, and I like the just sort of static shots around the town of just um, the way the water's interacting with the shore, the ducks, and also all those abandoned buildings. Just ways that he is showing in between the action, um, these sort of markers of the passage of time. I think it's a really interesting and smart visual shorthand that doesn't call too much attention to itself, makes you more comfortable with the space and also with the sort of uh, some of the themes here. This is also a full recommend for me. Uh, watch it with some tissues. Kelly, round us out with your MVP. And uh, if you would want to repeat the bit again. For us. <laughs> <laughs> um, my MVP, the scene that I always would use when I would bring it into school to talk about subtext is the um, greyhound scene when he's like rubbing her head oh, um, yeah. because oh, good choice. It's, 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 you know, he remind, she says she takes care of animals and he's like, Oh yeah, you love greyhounds. And she's like, Oh no, we don't uh, do that. Like uh, my husband was right. Like they're too difficult. They're too old. Like all these like negatives, um, and he's like, oh, it's just so weird. Like you loved it. And it was just that feeling of like, sometimes be- how you can lose yourself because of people you surround yourself with, maybe like making you forget things you loved and just like that yeah, one definitely. interaction with someone from your past that can remind you of something you love. And then just like that it is worth it. And then her whole speech so beautifully just about like, you can take the oldest, like most sad weak dog. And if you take him to the beach and you take off his collar, he will just fucking run. And it just, yeah, uh, yeah. that line to me just always sticks so hard. And I think the blocking of the camera movement, bouncing back and forth between the two of them, him like massaging her, it's just like a great blocked scene and just beautiful subtext about, I feel like everything that movie is about and the work it would take, you know, and do you walk away from the Greyhound or do you give the Greyhound love? Mm. And and do you recommend this movie? I'm just, I'm not even going to do the bit. I'm, for the sake of time, I'm going to say, heck Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there yeah. we go. Hell yes. Full recommends all the way around, baby. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? Love that. Love that, definitely. Okay, so uh, this has been It's on the List with Noah and Mason. <laughs> Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the show and giving us a lot to talk about. Uh, where can the folks find you and your art and all of the goodness that you're up to? Oh, well, thank you. Um, my Instagram is at kelkripe for my uh, art and cartoons. I post daily stuff there. Going to be selling some fun holiday products soon, hopefully. Ooh. Calendars oh. and stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, Kelly Kripe uh, is my full name. Uh, f- <laughs> at four, the number four, Kripe's Cake on uh, Twitter. <laughs> um, and then I'd also just love to shout out um, uh, a, a business I've been uh, working for and I'm going to be an improv teacher with. It's called the Three Lines Collective. It's a uh, black female owned business uh, teaching hey. improv and creative writing to kids in underserved areas throughout LA. Um, it's a very, very great place, hoping to work with kids and put some humor and joy back into communities. Uh, they're just starting, so I'd love to shout them out for if anyone wants to donate, check them out, or anything like that. You know what? We've been doing little community resource stuff in the show, so I'll put that information in the show notes so people can find it. Awesome. Uh, thank you for that. Kind of takes a little... Yeah, very excellent. Very excellent. Uh, you can find the show otherwise on Instagram at it's on underscore the list, on Twitter on it's on the list pod. By shooting us an email, everybody wants to, number two, get on the list at gmail.com. Maybe, Maybe we'll, we'll read, read it on, on the, the show. show. <laughs> uh, we're also on Facebook. It's on the list with Noah and Mason. 
you can find me, Mason, on Instagram at Hot Dog Debicki, Hot Dog the Food Debicki, Elizabeth Debicki, at my other podcast, The Barn, a podcast about the Shield. Uh, and uh, otherwise, uh, I would say, uh, in the spirit of the album this week, uh, I also called my mom for the first time in a long time and had a very nice conversation. So call your mom, tell her you love her. Uh, if you don't, if you're on kind of the outs with your mom, some other maternal figure in your life, um, just anybody that when you think of them, you think of love and you think of support and also someone that drove you probably up the fucking wall when you were a teenager, if you knew yes. them, uh, but definitely call someone you love and tell them you love them. Uh, that's my little recommendo for this week. Noah, why don't you round us out? All right, bringing it home, baby. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Tell me who you love me more. I don't remember what that's from, but I think that's funny. It's <laughs> a fight. Uh, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> We're here, baby. You can follow me on Twitter at Moa Narger. You can follow me on Letterboxd, Moa Narger. You can follow me on Instagram at Noah.Marger. That's Noah, D-O-T, Marger. You can follow YLG on Instagram as well. We released something uh, after about four months of not releasing something. We got a new little guy up there. It's very short. It'll take 54 seconds of your time, and people are lolling at it right now, so that's nice. You can follow us there. You can also follow us on Twitter at YLG World. You can listen to my other podcast, my favorite podcast if you're not caught up listen to kelly's episode where we talked about shell silverstein love talking about shell i still think about some of the things we talked about with shell sometimes when i'm writing my own stuff because i love that guy so much as well and it only emphasized how much i loved him due to our episode so definitely listen to that episode uh coming out this week i will be talking about the twilight franchise with none other than leah roach so we're getting into that if that's your if that's your bag uh if you're not into twilight i'd still recommend listening to the episode because i am a twilight dummy and i learned a lot about twilight doing prep for the show and what leah had to say she really is a twilight expert twilight scholar even so you can follow those uh wherever you get your podcast and you can follow them on instagram at my favorite underscore podcast and on twitter at my fave pod uh my little other recommendo will be paddleton i think paddleton's actually better than blue jay i had a better time with it it's a different vibe it's ray romano and mark duplass instead of beautiful sarah paulson <laughs> and scruffy ass mark duplass so uh if you want maybe the blue the friend the male friendship version of blue jay is what i'll say uh go check out paddleton it made my top 10 uh last year and you can listen to that episode where i talk about paddleton on our show, it's on the list where we talk about our faves of the year for 2019 and our faves of the decade if you want to hear me talk about that more in depth. But that's it, folks. Another two-hour ep. Congrats. <laughs> you did it, fam. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Black Lives Matter. Black Trans Lives Matter. Defund, abolish, the police. Uh, support the USPS. Um, vote if you want to. And uh, save the climate. Uh, tell everyone you love them. Vote for the climate. Vote for the climate. And uh, we love you, and we'll see you next week. Love you all. Thanks, folks. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, oops.
Stun me. 